Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. And welcome to episode number 546 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get to talk about our favorite subject of all time, professional wrestling. Of course, first off, we'll start things off, as always, with our Wrestling News and Views here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Geralimo. <clears throat> J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He is also known as the, he's also one half of the broadcasting that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Joining us, of course, in the talk shoe chat box, as always, is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John is, of course, a, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also, of course, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon as well with today in wrestling history. Uh, <clears throat> one, before I go any further, of course, uh, what we want to say, uh, I'm going to say it's right off the go here. JD and John is, sure is aware of... Um, of this but i'm gonna go ahead and bring it up here now here uh as i'm sure you've heard heard this said on air on the air the last uh last few days i believe uh our, one of our own here the heartbreak kid fonzie is going to be um out of action tonight uh due to some uh uh, uh some technically some eye surgery i think jd i think that is the uh yes so he is going to be taking. I heard that the surgery. We did have a great report earlier today, and JD, thank you for bringing this to my attention. That uh, that the surgery went well, and he is at home resting. Uh, so he will be taking the night off here tonight. But we'll be talking to him, of course, tomorrow night when we go through, of course, our rundown of <clears throat> our rundown, of course, of tonight's SmackDown Live and also the SmackDown uh, SummerSlam matches as well. We'll get his take on the Raw stuff tomorrow here as well. So our prayers are out there to the heartbreak kid tonight uh, after his uh, after his surgery here today. 
and um, hopefully, like I said, he is he'll be well rested and ready to go here for tomorrow evening. But let's bring JD and John here to tonight. Uh, as we get set for a, a I what what I will be dubbing as as a very volatile, more more volatile than explosive, and 100% dynamic, guaranteed. Episode 546 of Revolution. Gentlemen, welcome. Yes, indeed. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes to us from uh, one of our signature groups in WWS, True Pioneers of Wrestling. If you'd like to join us, join us for the live video feed for episode 546 of Revolution tonight, feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wrestling pioneers always. And if you want to join us through, of course, uh, the through, of course, through talkshoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Again, it is 1-605-562-0444. And <clears throat> press that one if you want to chime in on everything that we have to talk about here tonight, which will, of course, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, uh, I think uh, between, between – uh, SummerSlam and what took place on Raw last night. There'll be plenty to talk about here as we will be talking about the Raw matches from SummerSlam. Plus, also, we'll be talking about what took place on Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, a lot of folks, I'm sure, like I said, who, like, I will go ahead and say it now, like, yours truly was not really pleased with what, with, with some of the outcomes of last night's show. But we'll get more into that here coming up here in just a few moments and we're hoping we'll hear, get to hear from more folks and get their thoughts and opinions on everything as well in the meantime let's go ahead and rock and start our, start rocking and rolling here as we always do with our wrestling news and views here segment here first and here to bring it here to us from king ice is the ice man jared d Geralmo. jd what's going on in the wrestling news scene this evening eric rowan of the bludgeon bros will require surgery to repair the injury he suffered on sunday during SummerSlam. PW Insider reports that Rowan will be heading to Birmingham, Alabama this week in order to get surgery to fix a bicep tear. At this time, it is not known how long Rowan will be out for. The Bludgeon Brothers are scheduled to defend the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the New Day in no DQ match, however, tonight on SmackDown in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, and Rowan is reportedly backstage at the show. Meanwhile, Alberto El Patron Del Rio Taco Bell has confirmed that he will not be competing at Triple Mania 26. The WWE alumni posted a letter to Twitter in which he said he was pulling out of the show, however, claiming that Triple A's Dorian Rolden did not pay him the agreed-upon deposit and broke the terms of the agreement. The letter written Spanish says that he will announce, says they will announce new projects in the next few weeks, however, mind you. Meanwhile, however, as announced Earlier tonight on SmackDown Live, however, from Brooklyn, however, we now have our first match listed for Hell in a Cell coming up in San Antonio on September 16. It will be Daniel Bryan teaming up with his wife after three years, Brie Bella taking on The Miz and Maurice following the actions of what happened Sunday night at SummerSlam involving The Miz and Maurice against Daniel Bryan, however. Paige, the GM, made the announcement at the start of the show earlier tonight. In addition to that, there was a pull-apart brawl between two former best friends, now somewhat bitter enemies, the Queen herself, Charlotte Flair, and the Irish last kicker, who showed her temper, however, and exploded all over her again for the second time in three days after what had happened Sunday following the triple threat women's match, however, referring to Becky Lynch. Meanwhile, WWE's Raw television show averaged 3.096 million viewers, up from 2.825 million last week. 
The first hour took 3.11 million viewers, hour 2, 3.24, and the final hour, 2.93. Meanwhile, however, as just heard, however, thanks to a good friend of mine, however, believe it or not, coming up, however, uh, I believe, however, pre-sale tickets will go on sale. Uh, Today is what day? I can't remember. The 20th, right? So tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., Monday Night Raw will be returning to the Charlotte, North Carolina area on Monday night, October 29th hour at the Spectrum Center in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. In addition to that, however, with pre-sale tickets going on sale, however, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. in Charlotte, next Friday, however, tickets will go on sale for the October 15th show in Philadelphia, however, mind you, however, as Monday Night Raw will be returning to the City of Brotherly Love in the City of Philadelphia, however, before SmackDown 1000 at the Wells Fargo Center. And finally, however, two political things to report. First, Michael Cohen, the former longtime fixer and personal attorney for the president, appeared in federal court this afternoon pleading guilty to eight counts and said that he made an illegal campaign, campaign contributions in coordination and at the direction of a candidate for federal office. The candidate Cohen referred to was not named in court or in the criminal information charging document, but one of Cohen's lawyers, Lanny Davis, later said that Cohen had testified under oath that Donald Trump directed him to commit a crime, however. Uh, let's see here. Cohen responded that in four days I'll be 52 and said he has not been treated with psychological problems or addiction, but said last night I had a glass of Glenlivet 12 on the rocks, referring to the pricey single malt scotch whiskey, which he said was not his custom. Cohen, of course, had agreed to a deal, however, to federal prosecutors, however, mind you, of New York that required him to plead guilty to the violations of campaign finance law, as well as several felony challenges of bank fraud and tax evasion. When the federal judge asked Cohen if he understood that he could get a maximum sentence of 65 years of sentence consecutively, Cohen simply said yes. Meanwhile, Paul Manafort, meanwhile, has been found guilty in eight of 18 charges, however, and there will be a mistrial. There was a mistrial declared on the remaining 10. Prosecutors now have until August 29th to decide whether they will seek a retrial for the charges on which the jury deadlocked. He will remain in custody and face another trial next month in a Washington courtroom. Reports say, however, he could be sentencing, however, mind you, to 80 years in prison. But the president, who was traveling from Washington, D.C. to Charleston, West Virginia, for a rally, boarded Air Force One about 10 minutes before the verdict and was approached by news networks when he arrived in Charleston. When he arrived in Charleston, the president simply said the following, however, It doesn't involve me. I still feel you know it's a very sad thing that happened. That has nothing to do with Russian collusion. This started as a Russian collusion and has nothing to do with it. This is a witch hunt and a disgrace. Fake news in the Russian witch hunt. We got a whole big combination here. Where is the collusion? You know they're still looking for collusion. Where is the collusion? Find some collusion. We want to find that collusion, he said at a campaign rally tonight, however, endorsing Republican Senate candidate Patrick Morrissey in Charleston, West Virginia. And finally, however, as we heard on uh, towards the end of uh, Revisited Tonight, actress Barbara Harris, who starred in such movies as Freaky Friday with Jodie Foster in 1976 and the movie National 1975, among others, are passed away today in her home in Scottsdale, Arizona at the age of 83. Our thoughts and prayers are with Harris's friends and family tonight. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D. along with King NWO Dwarf T. Smith is King Ice. 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. And bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the radio network. And if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. 
Let's see what John has here in the rest of history and birthdays here for today, August the 21st. 56 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see, 1962 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Vern Gagne defeated Mr. M to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. 53 years ago today, which would put it at 1965 in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Crusher defeated Mad Dog Vashon to win the AWA World oh, Heavyweight title. Oh, we do title. have one more match. However, that was listed on SmackDown tonight. It was the little pissant kangaroo wannabe uh, Peyton Royce taking on Naomi as Naomi returned to SmackDown. And we can say Peyton Royce and her probably bestie, Billy the Kangaroo K, however, mind you, however, the Iconics defeated Naomi. Thank you very much, sir. J.D., we'll talk more about that on SmackDown. Thank you very much, sir. 39 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see, 1986, I believe. No, I'm sorry. No, I take it back. 1989. Sorry. No, 1979. I'm getting my years confused. Flipper <laughs> time, hey. Uh, 1979, there you go, in Tampa, Florida, Dusty Rhodes, if you will, defeated Harley Race to regain the NWA World Heavyweight title and in Race's 925-day reign as champion. The record would stand until Dan Severn broke it from 1995 to March of 1999. 21 years ago today, which would put it at 1997, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 35. Ironically enough, this would be the last last Clash of the Champions ever until it's returned to WWE in September of 2016 to Clash of Champions. As for the show, it is noted for Sting's silent appearance for his, for his match against Hollywood Hogan and also a vulture coming to issue the message to Hogan. I remember that. Ooh, that was wicked. Yes. Uh, 18 years ago today, put it at the year 2000 on Rawls War from Lafayette, Louisiana. Lita defeated Stephanie McMahon to win the WWF Women's title. That was the first time the ladies main evented a one-on-one -on -one match. Of course, The Rock was the special guest referee in the match. That was a good match. I saw that on YouTube. Very good. The, the ladies were never main event again until December of 2004 when Lita won her second women's title over Trish Stratus. And also, speaking of a McMahon, Shane McMahon defeated Steve Blackman to win the WWF Hardcore title. When Shane had interference from his friends Test, Albert, Edge, and Christian. 13 years ago today, put it at 2005, WWE presented SummerSlam from the MCI Center in Washington, D.C., with 636,000 homes watching on pay per view. It's, it's nearly the buys for the 2004 edition to just 320. It's like nearly half the buys for the 2004 edition, just 320,000 buys. The show featured the returns of Matt Hardy, his first pay-per-view match since he, was, since he was fired for WWE that April for the problems between, Ed, between, between Edge and Lita. And also this was Matt's, Matt's first WWE pay-per-view match since the previous year's, excuse me, since the pre previous year's SummerSlam and after Hulk Hogan's first one-on-one -on -one match since Judgment Day 2003 as well. And this was Hogan's last until the following SummerSlam I thought I thought Hogan thought I thought Hogan was at SummerSlam 2005. Yeah, he was against Shawn Michaels. Oh, we do have one more piece of news. As reported last week, however, on Outside the Ropes, and now we can confirm it, 
the Georgia Bulldogs will face the Oregon Ducks in the 2022 Chick-fil-A game, the Peach Bowl, Inc., however. However, I believe it. it will be Saturday, September 3rd, 2022 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. In their first and only meeting dating back to 77, the Bulldogs defeated the Ducks 27-16. They were supposed to have games in 15-16, but it was canceled. But we can tell you, here are the future Chick-fil-A games. This year, September 1st, will be Washington versus Auburn. Next year, August 31st, will be Alabama versus Duke. In 2020, there will be three. Count them, three games, including the following. West Virginia versus Florida State, Saturday night, September 5th. Georgia versus Virginia, the 7th, of, which will be on a Monday night. September 12th, North Carolina versus Auburn. And then 2021, either August 28th or September 4 or 5, Louisville versus Ole Miss, and Alabama versus Miami. Okay, thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much, your GD. Yeah, John, I think Hogan fought Shawn Michaels at Sunday Slam in 05, not 06. So, but that, but that's okay. Uh, also, Chris Benoit defeated Orlando Jordan in 26 seconds to win the WWE United States title. This is the first time the United States title changed hands at SummerSlam. It would not change hands again until 2012 when Cesaro defeated Santino Morella to regain the United States title. Also in the ladder match, Rey Mysterio defeated Eddie Guerrero in a custody of Dominic ladder match. The show would yep. be Eddie's final SummerSlam pay-per-view until sadly his death three months later. Kurt Angle defeated Eugene to take possession of his gold medal again. This was Kurt Angle's last SummerSlam match ever, but his last SummerSlam appearance until one year later. Also, Randy Orton defeated The Undertaker with help of Randy's dad, Cowboy Bob Orton. This was Cowboy Bob Orton's first SummerSlam appearance. And John Cena defeated Chris Jericho to retain the WWE title. This was Jericho's last SummerSlam appearance until 2008. I'm sorry, John said it was but he meant to say 08. Of course, the main event, Hulk Hogan defeated Shawn Michaels one-on-one. This was the first and only one-on-one pay-per-view match between the two. Twelve years ago today on Raw, it was uh, would be 2006, Jeff Hardy made his return to Raw to battle Edge in a non-title match. It was Hardy's first Raw appearance since April of 03. In his last Raw match, he wrestled The Rock. Edge won the match by DQ after interference from John Cena. After the match, Cena threw Edge into the Long Island Sound in the river. Also, DX invaded the WWE headquarters and spray-painted the, the WWE headquarters, the building there as well. We all remember that. Plus, Vince McMahon forced Mick Foley to kiss his behind in order for Melina to keep her job after Melina betrayed Foley and fired him. After Vince celebrated, DX played more mind games by destroying Vince's limousine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Vince loved cock. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Triple H did that joke on him one time when he was when they were doing the uh, bastard son thing. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And guys, and and John said, "There's more guys. Don't worry. He's 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 getting it going as best he can." And John, that's quite all right, bud. You take your time. Man. Well, John, let me ask you this question since I reported in the news. What's your take on Cohen and Manafort being found guilty and heading to jail? Well, like I said, that shows that's that shows some signs right there that uh, this get this goes to show you that you know Trump was not being as honest as he as he says he was whenever he was running for president. My personal opinion. That's yeah. That that's that that that's that's the best assessment I can really give on that to be honest with you. Yep. And of course last night we saw the Colts not yeah, the Colts lose, however, last night 
to uh, Baltimore, 20 to 19. But the helmet rule is being questioned right now. Helmet rules. Hmm. No, I wonder why it's being questioned. Oh no! I think they said that targeting, however, has become an issue, and a lot of people are crying foul over it. I see. Hmm. Interesting. Also, the first time both brands on Raw and SmackDown competed as well after the draft lottery the month before. Oh, two, oh, two years ago today, 2016, WB presented SummerSlam 2016 from the Barclays Center. 15,974 were in attendance for that show. And also the first time both brands, Raw and SmackDown, competed as well after the draft lottery the month before. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. I didn't see that part. Whoops. <laughs> Looper real time. Yeah, there you go. Looper real. Yeah, but getting back to, like I said, the story about uh, Barbara Harris. Uh, like I said, she was, of course, in the Robert Altman comedy uh, drama, comedy Nashville, Freaky Friday, Jodie Foster. She also took home uh, a mayor on screen debut with A Thousand Clowns. Of course, she also got back to back Tony nominations on a clear day. You can see Forever the Apple Tree. She, of course, also took home the Tony for the Apple Tree, which was directed by Mike Nichols, of course, as we know, who's done movies like The Silkwood and uh, The Graduate and everything like that, and also starring Alan Alda. She also racked up an Oscar nomination in the 1971 movie, Who is Harry Harry Kellerman and Why Is He Saying These Terrible Things About Me? Oh, okay. Also, Hmm. Peggy Sue got married in 1986 and had a small role in her final film from 1987, the crime comedy drama, Gross Point Blank with John Cusack. Uh, John's got a little bit more. Yep, sorry. Oh, okay. No, that's, okay. No, that's all right. No, th- thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. In the pre-show match for SummerSlam 2016, <coughs> no, that didn't happen. <laughs> the, let's see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Usos, American Alpha, and the Hype Brothers defeated Brizongo, the Ascension, and the Vol Villains. A 12-man tag team match on the SmackDown side. This was Mojo Rawley's first SummerSlam, the Vault Villains' first SummerSlam, American Alpha's first SummerSlam, and Tyler Breeze's first SummerSlam. Also in another pre-show match on the Raw side, Sami Zayn and Neville defeated the Dudley Boys. Sami Zayn's first SummerSlam appearance, and also the Dudley Boys' first SummerSlam appearance since August of 2004. Four months in prison. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm, not making, I'm not making fun of actor George DK. I just thought that was a very funny one. Oh, my. Remember that copier commercial he did? He did that. Yes. He did that one. Uh, we're just waiting here. Like I said, John is 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 gathering gathering all of it up here, folks, as, as fast as he possibly can go. I know his fingers his fingers do the walking here. We just got and they're doing as much talking as they possibly can here, folks. So so just bear with us here while we get this all uh, coming up here. 
Okay, I think we got a little bit more here. Let me see. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry. We do have a little bit. Here we go. And the last pre-show match, Sheamus defeated Cesaro in a best-of-seven series with Sheamus leading the series 1-0. On the actual show, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens defeated Enzo Amore and Big Cass. This was Chris Jericho's first in the Sun appearance since 2014, and also Enzo and Cass's first in the Sun appearance. Charlotte defeated Sasha Banks to win the WWE Women's title. The Miz defeated Apollo Crews to retain the Intercontinental title. This was Apollo Crews' first SummerSlam. AJ Styles defeated John Cena. This was AJ's first SummerSlam appearance. <laughs> and that was my last belt. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, of course, the club defeated the New Day by DQ. The New Day had John Stewart in their corner. This was Luke Gallows' first SummerSlam appearance since 2010. Ambrose defeated Dolph Ziggler to retain the WWE World Heavyweight title. Nikki Bella, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss defeated Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella. What's ironic is even Marie was originally supposed to be teaming up with Natalia and Alexa Bliss, but she got suspended due to a drug test. Nikki took her place. This was Nikki's first match since October 2015, and also Alexa Bliss and Carmella's first SummerSlam appearances as well. Back. And also, folks, Finn Balor defeated Seth Rollins to become the inaugural Universal Champion. This was Finn's first SummerSlam appearance. In the middle of the match, Rollins powerbombed Balor through the barricade, injuring Balor's shoulder in the process and forcing Balor to vacate the Universal title. And Brock Lesnar defeated Randy Orton by TKO. This was the first one on one pay per view match between these two. And also Randy Orton's first pay-per-view match since August 2015. After the match, Brock gave an F5 to Shane McMahon. Roman Reigns versus Rusev match for the United States title never officially started as Rusev was unable to compete due to, a, due to an attack by Roman Reigns.
one year ago today, but put it at 2017. John Cena was announced as a member of the Raw roster. This was John Cena's first Raw appearance since It's a happy 32nd birthday to Neville, happy 34th birthday to Eve, and a happy what, what would have been 90, his 94th birthday, of course, the late Pat O'Connor. And John said that is it for the history and birthdays here for today. Uh, John, thank you very much, there, sir, for the history and birthdays here for today. And, of course, J.D. will be right back, but I do thank J.D. for the new, rest of the news and views here. Thank you, J.D., for the rest of the news and views here. For, for tonight, 1605-562-0444, call ID 138055-POUND, episode 546 of Revolution for Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, and the human superplex machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> as we, of course, now get set to go to go a little bit crazy here, guys. As we, of course, will we'll of course have multiple things to talk about here tonight. First off, we will start off with our rundown of all the matches that took place on, at SummerSlam involving Monday Night Raw. I'll name the match, and you all just tell me your thoughts and opinions about your overall thoughts and opinions about each of those matches. Okay, so let's go ahead and get things going here. Uh, obviously, the first, let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit backwards here from the list that I made here earlier this week. So if that's okay with everybody. Uh, first off here, of course, JD, let's start let's get your take here on the raw tag team title match with the B team defending against the revival from SummerSlam. Can they piss over the revival any more than they haven't done already within the last year? I mean, I'm sick and tired of every week of hearing B team, B team, go, go, go. B team, B team, go, go, go. It's B team, B team, you're boring. You suck. You're terrible. You can't talk. I mean, all you are is just, I mean, you're basically, I mean, I mean, you think you're great because of who your family's tree is. Fine. I understand that. And your dads were great and everything like that. But, I mean, you just think because everyone's going to buy into the B team, however, I mean, they have T-shirts and signs and this and that. Everyone's going to make sure you get over more and more. I mean, right now, the tag team division is just absolutely without 110%. And if Michelle was here, she would probably maybe agree to disagree, or anyone else for that matter would agree to disagree. I mean, right now, it is very, very stale at this point. It, it, it's, it's, it's really hurting right now. I mean, you've got the Revival, who continue to get pissed all over. You've got Slay and Rhino, who haven't been on weeks. You haven't had anything done with Chad Gable, even though now it looks like Jason Jordan will not be back with him, because now they're talking Jordan might have his career ended officially due to a neck injury, and that's from what I've been hearing as of late, and that could be the case here. I mean, it's just, I don't know right now. The tag team division right now is right now kind of having a rough time at this point. The only team that could really maybe challenge the B team for the gold, other than the Revival, but I mean, I'm definitely not going to say Titus Worldwide. Maybe the authors of Pain, Ackham and Reeves, are. maybe they can 
squash these guys, um, Dallas and Axel, I don't know. But it's just right now they're really hurting at this point in the tag team division on both shows, I feel. All right, thank you, J.D. John also says, John says he does agree. Why can't Revival get to the Raw tag team titles? They just don't know what to do with the Revival on Raw. If John was them, they need to be moved to the SmackDown roster. Maybe that might be an improvement. I don't we'll have to wait and see what happens. Next match here from Monday Night Raw from SummerSlam, JD, is the match between Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. Your thoughts here? It was good to see the Demon gimmick back for one night. I was happy to see that, but again, right now they're kind of stuck in a crossroads with Finn, as I said, for quite some time. I'm glad Corbin got his ass kicked because, again, he was starting to cry and whine like a little bitch that he is, and we know as I've said what I've said many times about Corbin, I'll definitely have a lot to say more about that in the Raw recap, but it was good to see Finn make short work of him, Howard, and just uh, put him in his place at least for one night, Howard, and show that the Demon could come out to play for one night, Howard, and he was somewhat over at the fans. So it was nice to see him come back with that gimmick for one night, but hopefully they don't start to continue to bury Finn. I mean, they gave Finn all they could handle last night, and it was really good to see Finn when he did, and like I said, I'll have a lot more to say about Finn in the uh, Raw recap, but Nice to see Finn return with the team at least for one night, Howard, and especially on a stage like Brooklyn. Uh, John, what's your take about the match between Finn Balor and Baron Corbin from SummerSlam? John says the Demon came back to the place where he won the Universal title and showed Baron Corbin that there's no room for him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I, that right there, John, well put. Well put indeed. I do. John said he'll be right back. He's got to, he's got to go to the can. So, <laughs> can he go to the can? I think yes, he can. <laughs> okay. Next up here, next up here, uh, uh, we get a little bit more meat of the action here, JD. As we'll go next to the Intercontinental Title match with uh, at the time Dolph Ziggler defending the belt against Seth Rollins. One of the better matches of the night, these two, as I said, had some great chemistry, and they continue to show that they really uh, find a way to up and either pretty much do the same thing over and over again, and it's pretty much stale, but at the same time, sometimes they bring in some new things to the element. It was good to see Dean in Seth's corner, Drew, of course, in Dolph's corner. Uh, they went 22 minutes and changed. They could have gone another four, five, six minutes, and maybe made it 25, 30 minutes. Still, for what it was, it was a good way to kick off the show. Absolutely. And John will be right back. I'll get his take on the IC title match. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, let's get your take here, uh, JD, on the match for the Money in the Bank briefcase, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Just like Finn Van Corbin, however, I guess Kevin Owens is going to need some time to heal up now because Braun has been basically making him sort of like uh, a scapegoat. And again, Kevin Owens isn't doing much for a while since Sami Zayn went out and is going to continue to be at least till early next year. Maybe when he comes back, they'll do something bigger with Owens. Right now, it seems like they haven't done much with Owens at all. I would agree. Uh, John has not yet returned, so we'll, we'll come back here to him in just one second. Uh, next up here, of course, obviously one that was a big-time big time hype. And, of course, we'll talk more about that as JD's. And John says he's returned. But let me get his take on these last two here, J.D., before we go to that. Uh, John, what's your take Real on Real quickly, we're going to tell you uh, the, on TO5 Live tonight, in case you did not hear, these matches have been announced, however. Noam Dar will take on TJP, as apparently the Scar Supernova will take on the video game Nerd, and of course the Lucha House Party, Kalisto, 
Grand Metal League, and, and uh, his partner will take on Mr. Alexa Bliss, Buddy Murphy, and Tony Abs, Tony Nies, in a tornado tag match. That'll be a good one. Okay. Uh, thank you, JD. Uh, John, let's get you caught up here. Of course, we, we, a couple more matches we talked about while you were away. The Intercontinental title match with Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Seth Rollins. What's your, what was your take on that match? John is gathering up his thoughts here about this. John says, ironically enough, at the last pay-per-view, it closed the main event, and it kicks off, but this time around, it kicks off SummerSlam. So a traumatic transitional change with it being the main event at Extreme Rules to the opener at SummerSlam. But it was Seth Rollins, the Kingslayer, finally slaying the reign of Ziggler. <laughs> I like that. that, that that's, 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 a good, uh, that's a good way of that's a good one, yes, indeed. And uh, John, your take on the Money in the Bank briefcase match with Braun Strowman taking on Kevin Owens? John said this wasn't even a match, this was more of a squash for Kevin Owens. He couldn't get the Money in the Bank. <laughs> good good way of putting it john could have put it better myself john said that briefcase sustained with the monster among men hallelujah to that yes sir <clears throat> all right let's get back on here uh, as we get ready to talk about here i did was a very hot another, another very hyped up match for summer slam and i'm and i'm, I'm sure jd will have a, a good amount to say about this one here in particular the Raw women's title match pitting Alexa Bliss defending against Ronda Rousey. Short, sweet, however, and to the point, however. Like I said, however, and that's all we can say, however. Like I said, it was good to see Ronda beat her, but like I said, however, we'll see how it goes from here. I'm sure also both of y'all would agree it was good to see Natalia again, of course, after the week prior, of course, Saturday, she lost her legendary father, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and coming out wearing the jacket that he won the tag team gold at at SummerSlam in 1990, which was very good. <clears throat> very good. It was good to see her back and all that. Looking, look, look, looking great. Looking terrific. Uh, John, your take here on the Raw Women's title match with the, between Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. I said, like he was saying, between Braun and KO, the match wasn't really a wasn't really a squash. It was predominance by Ronda, playing simple, showing the goddess that she is that Rousey herself is the true goddess around here. <laughs> now Ronda's more than a blamed goddess; man. she's a machine. <laughs> In my personal opinion, she proved that I think Sunday night, right there. Yes, I do. I do definitely believe that. Uh, and the, and the big one here, guys. And this is what we've been talking about. This, this has been, I'm sure this was hyped up on Raw Radio yesterday, J.D. I'm sure you can confirm this. Uh, and, and also, John also says, who's going to step up and defend Ronda on Raw? 
John believes he, no one will. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see on that. We'll definitely have to wait and see. Uh, and this is one that was hyped up in, uh, on Raw Radio yesterday because uh, I'm sure JD could confirm this right. But it was, of course, the Universal Title match: Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Well, like I said, we're going to have a lot more to say about this, obviously, coming up here with the Raw recap and everything. But, you know, if this was Brock's last match before going back to UFC, so be it. But there's some talk already, however, right now that this might not be the last match that Brock has. There was some talk originally we thought with the replay we saw, I'm surprised they did not show anything about that, however, at all. I mean, that really surprised me that they would not, like I said, air, uh, like I said, however, air the thing, however... On the show last night, it just it really surprised me that they would not allow that, you know. But uh, it is what it is, you know. Definitely agree. I would. And John says, well, we've endured 504 days of Brock Lesnar being the Universal Champion, but we don't have to endure it anymore. But finally, Roman Reigns has stopped the beast long-awaited, long-awaited long title reign. And I'm sure there is going to be a rematch down the line. It may be at Hell in a Cell or Survivor Series. We'll yeah, it could happen. Like, well, John's right. It could happen in Hell in a Cell, however, because of one person. We'll talk more about that. Why? But it could also happen, like I said, down the road in L.A. in Los Angeles in the in November. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, the next four months are going to be very, very interesting to watch. Yes, indeed, and all. And of course, uh, with what happened towards the end of all last night, I hope one thing does not happen in those last four months. But we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for your rundown of the matches representing Monday Night Raw um, at SummerSlam. I do appreciate that. And now let's go ahead and dive right on in here to our thoughts of last night's edition of Monday Night Raw aftermath of SummerSlam. Uh, <clears throat> and I'll let JD sit to the side for just a minute. Let him get cooled off and warmed up, as we say, because he's going to have a lot to go over, man. And let me tell you something, once he gets on the roll, you better stay, stay out of his way because you better be running like Indiana Jones that it gets warning. that boulder. I'm right now, warning, 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 warning. That's all I can tell you people. Yes, indeed, yeah. And I, I might have to sound a signal here whenever he gets ready to talk. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, John, uh, let's go ahead and see. Getting your, your thoughts here about Monday Night Raw <clears throat> here as well. And while you're doing that, John, let me go ahead and uh, and while JD gets himself prepared for his uh, his uh, raw raw icebreaker here coming up, uh, just to let everyone know, of course, tomorrow our triple threat wins. We'll start things off with outside the ropes, one four one three eight seven pound. The latest pop culture news, of course, from from myself, courtesy of Four Love and Mania. JD will bring you the box office report and also some sports headlines. John will also get his take on a lot of stuff that we reported reported tomorrow. Plus, also, of course, some uh, uh, the Hot Seat Movie Trivia Challenge. It could be in the form of movie trivia questions or, of course, Pop Culture Jeopardy. We don't know yet. So we'll keep everybody informed of this. Uh, be from 6.30 and 7.30 tomorrow. Of course, don't forget 141-387-POUND right here on TalkShoe.com. And we'll talk more about our other shows here in just a few moments. Because John is already on a roll here. Let's go and get his thoughts on Raw. Raw had its ups and downs. Why that Ronda shut Stephanie up again? But though it came with a price that Baron Corbin has been called, sad, and I'm going to say, sadly, the acting general manager, which John said he's not happy about. And, John, I'm on your side with that. And also, Roman and Finn for the Universal title, was that was a show stealer. 
John thought lightning was going to strike twice, but it didn't happen. In the match, John believes that one of the fans actually got thrown out. Huh, I didn't hear about that. Uh, and, of course, John said it's funny because after they came back from break, John says he believes one of the fans got thrown out during the Universal title match last week. I didn't hear about that. I didn't hear anything. Uh, John says it's funny because after they came back from break, fans and Roman themselves were looking at somebody being thrown out. Hmm. Well, I didn't. Well, I didn't watch the end of it. I mean, I didn't pay any attention to it. So, <laughs> uh, let's see what else is there. John, anything else you wish to add? This. And excuse me for just. Oh. Yeah, I'm doing the show, but what is it? Oh, um, um, are you Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I, I made my ball and put it there. Right, yeah, like, yeah, come on, yeah. Right, come on in. Okay, thank you. What's the number anyway? Is it 3805 Yes, but uh, did I give you the updated phone number? No, the phone number has been changed. Okay. Um, 1605. Five six two zero four four four. I won't be able to remember that. All right, give me just a minute while I'm still in the middle of the show here, and then I'll I'll send you this. All right, right, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the sorry for the uh, for the delay here, but I just received JD. You're going to be shocked. I just got a. I just got an update here, folks, concerning tonight's SmackDown. AD, you're gonna be you're gonna be shocked to hear this. AD, are you? I'm ready. AD. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Here's here's the update here. This is courtesy, like I said, our, our good friend, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, just gave us an update concerning SmackDown. We have new Raw, I mean, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods of the New Day defeated the Bludgeons in a Extreme Rules match. Surprise, surprise. And in that, in that something, (laughs) and we may have him come on and come on in just a little bit. I got to send him the phone number or for him since it's changed. And all, and all John is saying is. No. Where's all the bar? I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, that's what the sixth time in the last like two or three years they've won. Come on. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I agree. I definitely agree. One last part John has here says that's Brooklyn for you right there. Anyway, Braun comes in and try to cash in the main the bank brief, brief, briefcase. Then the Shield show up and attack Braun. So apparently the Shield is back together. Roman as the Universal Champion, Dean and Seth 
It's back, of course, Seth as the Intercontinental Champion, and they're going to be an unstoppable fourth like they were in 2012. And John said that's all for his Raw review. John, thank you very much for bringing that up to our attention. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're and John is also concerned the update I just had. John said, was hoping that the Bludgeons were going to be long-term champions. But, I think and they held them for a few. They held them. The injury. Okay, that's right. You said Eric Rowan got injured, so probably yeah. That that has to be the only reason I can think of. So yeah, there you go. But uh, I do think Mr. Hulkamania Bob Zickerman just informed me of that here just a few minutes ago. But just an update, ladies and gentlemen, that we'll be talking about here on SmackDown. On let me on Revolution tomorrow night for a review of SmackDown. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods of the New Day have defeated the Bludgeon Brothers in an Extreme Rules match to get back the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. So there you go. All right. Uh, <clears throat> dare I ask, J.D., are you pulled off and warmed up? I'll be back in a second. Yeah, hold on. All right. While, while, he, while, he, while he does that here, folks, let me go ahead and bring this to you one more time. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND. Episode 546 of Revolution. This is Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you here tonight. As we did report here okay. a little while, of course, our, our the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, of course, is resting comfortably after having eye surgery earlier today. Us here in the radio network are giving him our thoughts and prayers here tonight, and we'll be, we'll be hearing from him. Hopefully, hear some hear from him tomorrow. Hopefully so, all right. I think JD said he is cooled off, and I think he said he is warmed up. So let's go ahead and get get things going here. Of course, the big time introduction here. This is a WWS Radio Network exclusive, as of course the Iceman Jared Geronimo, of course, is not afraid to share the to to uh, share his thoughts here, regards if they're harmful or harmless. That he'll he'll uh, he'll, he'll bring it out there to you in a pinch, there, folks. And like I said, I, I will go ahead and tell you tonight with what happened on last night's Monday Night Raw. I do caution you folks, um, as they say in WWE, please miss at home. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Iceman, Jeremy Geralmo, with the Raw edition of the WCWS Icebreaker. And let me warn you people ahead of time, this could get anywhere between TVPG to TV14 ahead of time. Of course, we started out last night's show in front of 13,000, however, 274, the smallest crowd to date for the Brooklyn show this week. And who started out the show, however, but Roman Reigns, the new Universal Champion. And then, of course, Finn Balor came out, however, mind you, and basically challenged, uh, basically got a challenge thrown at him by Roman saying that he would challenge him for the title. Reigns offered him a handshake and Bauer shook his hand and it looked like it was all but a done deal. But then, who shows up but everyone's favorite clown shoes himself, the cock-ass little, creepy little, uh, crappy piece of shit, Baron Corbin. And of course, Corbin said the match wouldn't happen because Balor would not be rewarded for the stunt he pulled the night before. As a result, Reigns began to jog Corbin and they said Reigns only one because Brock Lesnar was more concerned with Braun Strowman. Kurt Angle comes out tonight and Angle reminds Corbin that he makes the matches, not him. 
And as a result, Angle then booked the main event tonight, which, of course, uh, did not make Corbin very happy. And, of course, he would put Corbin in a match just right here and right now against Bobby Lashley. And what happens? Bobby Lashley beats Boyne Bland, Baron Corbin, the Coxstain himself, however, in a pretty good opener, despite the fact that the fans were not very receptive to this. And they were chanting everything and anything in the background from Rusev Day to anything and everything. Then who shows up but the Paulers? Yes, folks, Paul Heyman decides to show up, power, And Paul Heyman says that Brock would like to invoke his contract for rematch. Heyman said that no one was complaining about Reigns winning the title, but he wants his rematch. Heyman said that Angle probably assumed Lesnar would be halfway down the road to UFC by now. But Lesnar goes where he wants to go, and Heyman demanded when he would get his rematch. Angle said that he read the contract, and it doesn't say when Lesnar would get his rematch, however... But Angle says, granted, he's a fighting champion, but he is never the one that shows up long, doesn't show up. And there'll be a long, long, long time before Lesnar gets his rematch, however. Heyman then said it should happen hell in a cell, but Angle said it'll be a cold day in hell. And as they say in Brooklyn, forget about it. So apparently, however, I guess Heyman did not uh, get the memo that Kurt Angle did not want to hear much more from the Paulus' mouth by continuing to state his case for his so-called client, Brock Lesnar, by basically putting him back in a match against Roman in a return engagement at Hell in a Cell. But as I say, getting back to the opening match, it wasn't a bad match, but again, it seemed like the crowd could give two iotas about this. Then end up talking, however, mind you, however, once again from that little cock-stained Corbin, however, mind you, who complained to Angle about being forced to face Lashley, and when... Uh, when he was prepared to face Balor. Angle says his job isn't to give him what he wants, it's to do what's best for the universe. But then, of course, Corbin, the little tattletale, snitch, little whiny little baby bitch, says Stephanie McMahon's in the building, he was going to talk to her tonight. So once again, shows with a little tattletale and how much his head is up her ass, and, of course, kissing her ass at the same time. Then, of course, we go to a six-person tag, however, mind you, however, involving Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Ember Moon. Yes, folks, Baby, Whiny Bailey, the boss, Bully Banks, and Ember, this somewhat, uh, Ember Moon, how are taking on Ruby Ride, Page 2.0, Miss Tattoo herself, how are, and, uh, Gothic Look herself, along with Sarah, Lackluster Logan, and Liv, the Muppet Blue Tongue Smurf Morgan. Oh, goody! We have to see this for the upteenth time. And what happens? Oh, yeah, the Riot Squad get another cheap victory, however, over Sasha, Bailey, and Amber. But before that, we hear that Trish Stratus, however, and Alexa, whiny little bitch, uh, arrogant bully Bliss, however, is challenging, being being challenged by Trish, is challenging Trish Stratus for the Evolution pay-per-view in Long Island. Alexa, good luck, honey. That's all I can say to you. Good luck, because Trish is going to kick your freaking little bony little blonde face off, however, and basically leave it in front of everyone to see in Long Island. Then we go to a promo involving Hunter talking about the upcoming match with The Undertaker in Australia, however, which they'll have 80,000 people there, however. And, of course, we all know that it's going to be taking place, however, in Australia, however for the last time, as it will be the game and Triple H closing up what has been a very unique feud. Now, Hunter said, of course, that was not going to happen at first, however, because apparently he was not worried about considering the last time they fought, however, six years before. 
But he says how the sound will be back, the feeling will be back, the goosebumps will be back because the air is back, and the game will be back one more time. Now, he thought, however, after the last time they thought it was all but over, but apparently it's not because we're going to have these two fight each other one final time. Then, of course, we go to an interesting one-on-one match with the return of Dean Ambrose with his buddy Seth Rollins taking on Dolph Douchebag Ziggler and, of course, his buddy, however, Drew the Dragon Slayer McIntyre. And what happens, however, Ambrose makes Ziggler to a pretty half-decent match and, in the end, however, ends up along with McIntyre. What happens next? Oh, yes, that's right. We have everyone's favorite the piece of human excrement, however, the most embarrassing man in the WWE by far, who continues to be a joke every week however, because he thinks he's so great because he has a CD out and everyone should follow him and walk with him. Yes, folks, I'm talking about the embarrassingly uh, total elephant boy himself, Elias. Oh, goody, I'm so excited to see this piece of human excrement on my television once again this week because he is acting more and more like a douche. And what happens? Oh, yeah, however, he takes on a guy who is lucky that he's even still employed by the WWE, however, and that is uh, somewhat uh, has been Kurt Hawkins. And as a result, what happens? Oh, yeah, Elias ends up making short work of him in a match that should have been on the pre-show to warm up the crowd, but no. They decide to have Kurt Hawkins try to stop Elias once and for all and finally get a win and end his long, long losing streak. But like all losing streaks, however... And like uh, all uh, things come to pass, however, once again what happens, oh yeah, they find a way to piss all over Kurt Hawkins again, like a brown brownie at a campfire, however, if you will, by basing him, smushing him up, and grinding him up like dirt, however, because they treat him like dirt, and burying him, and Elias wins a quick match here inside of a minute and a half. From there, we have Dana Brooke looking smooth with Apollo when Titus Worldwide, the Lonzo Ball of the WWE, shows up, which leads us to our next match. The AOP, Ackerman Rezar, taking on Titus Worldwide of Apollo Crews, Titus in Alexandria, New York, 1991-2018, the blonde little glass-wearing Dana Brooke. I am so sick of this feud more and more by the week, and I'm just wanting to throw up, however. But, of course, the AOP makes short work on them. Hopefully, this is the last time we see that happen. Then, of course, we have uh, two matches there, which I'll talk about before I get into talking about the main event. The other thing, which I will talk about, however, here as well, however. Bo Dallas, of course, with Curtis Axel beating Scott Dawson with Dash. And Dash, of course, taking on Curtis Axel. What happens? Oh, yeah. The B team get embarrassed by both Dash and Dawson in singles competition. But, of course, afterwards, Dallas takes the mic and said the rival may have beaten him in singles matches, but they're still the Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah, that might be true, Bo, but guess what, Howard? Dash and Dawson at some point are going to take those belts off of you, if not the AOP, because right now you continue to have a horseshoe up your ass every week by pulling off a cheap fluke victory against teams, Howard, that you just continue to bury and that the company continues to bury as well. Then, of course, we go to the main event, which was a fantastic main event, one of the better main events you'll see this year on Raw with Roman Reigns and Finn Balor. But, of course, Roman ends up winning. And then afterwards, however, what happens, however, Braun Strowman comes in. It looks like he's ready to cash in, however. But suddenly, however, who shows up but Seth and Dean? And you're thinking, what the hell is going on here? Well, as a result, however, mind you, however, we saw what happened and it seems like the shield for one night, however, is back together again, however, as they triple power bombed, however, the monster, if you will, and left him laying 
as the fans geeked out in more ways than one to see the return of the most powerful entity around, Roman, Seth, and Dean, showing that they're not going to take any crap from anyone. Speaking of crap, however, let's talk now about two things that get my, let's just say, really want to make me bake, bake the ice loose however, and chop it down, however, no pun intended, if you will. Um, hold on a second, I'll tell you in a second here what I'm thinking. First of all, WWE begins with Walk with Swansea. <laughs> well, hold on a second. I think we heard something. Really? Yeah, WWF yeah, stands for Walk with Swansea. <laughs> I like it. Yes, Chad, go ahead. I didn't think you were going to make it on. You said you were going to make it tonight. I didn't think you were feeling well. No, Chad, go ahead. Talk to Fonzie for a minute. All right. I'll finish yeah. up my thing. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, apparently, Nate on the line here, folks. He is, of course, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's a raw, raw radio contributor. And, of course, he's known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. But, of course, if you think of his nickname here, folks, uh, you have to go back to that 60s sitcom, Happy Days, where he goes a little something just like this. He goes, eat. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie, like I said, is all here with us here tonight, and we thought he wasn't going to make it. Uh, Fonzie, of course, welcome, sir, to 546. Thank you. And also, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I also mentioned uh, live video feed from True Pioneers of Wrestling. I do see that uh, another 2000, 2016 Hall of Famer and a multiple title holder in our Tribute Championship Series has also joined us. The Empress and Maria Rickenbach is now all here as well. So, Anne, welcome to you as well. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, indeed, uh, uh, and uh, like I said, uh, well, Fonzie, sit back here. Let's, let's, uh, you know, JD's got a lot on his chest here. Let's, let's, let's let him, let's, let's, let's listen to the rest of this right here. Now I'm going to get your take on everything here tonight as well. Uh, uh, JD, go on right ahead, sir. I got to hear the rest of this. Okay. Well, actually, <laughs> give me, you know, hold on a second. Just give me a minute here, folks. I'm taking care of some things here, so please bear with me here, folks. Okay. Now, as I said, however, it was good to see that happen. However, like I said, whether or not that's a long-term thing or not, how we'll have to wait and see. Involving that goes, however... With uh, Elias, or, or not with Elias, with Dean, and not with Dean, with Braun, and like I said, with Roman, how the Shield returning, we'll have to wait and see. But the thing is, though, does this set up now Roman and possibly Braun for possibly Money in the Bank, or not Money in the Bank, why did I say Money in the Bank, damn it, for, uh, I can't even say it, Hell in a Cell? Yes, it's a possibility. It's a very good possibility it could happen if they don't bring Brock Lesnar back into the fold. Now, here is my rant, and here is where things are going to get a little ugly. So, I'm going to give you guys, again, forewarning ahead of time, because this is promising to be a major, let's just say, icebreaker, and also a major rant in more ways than one. So, it's going to get very ugly. Prior to that, we saw uh-huh. what happened, How, as apparently we saw the million-dollar little princess in the back icing her arm, when, of course... Two of the biggest, most arrogant people in the company, both in and out of the company. The arrogant former women's champion, the ever five foot two inch so called goddess, Little Miss Cunt Bliss, 
and cockstain Baron Corbin standing along with their lips pressed to Stephanie's backside when Corbin decides to tell the trainer to get out. Kurt then enters the room and asks if she's okay. Stephanie, of course, blamed Ronda Rousey for attacking her earlier in the evening, which I will talk about why that happened in my next piece here in a second. Corbin said that Raw is in chaos with Angle in charge. Stephanie, of course, believed that Corbin was right, and she says that she sees it all over his face that Kurt, that the pressure is wearing on Kurt. Kurt doesn't believe that, and of course, Stephanie decides to tell Kurt that he needs a vacation. So what happens because of this, even though Kurt did not agree to it? She decides, of all things, how to agree with her little constable, if you will, the arrogant little cock, Baron Corbin, and decide to name him officially while Angle is away for a while, however, the new acting general manager. Oh, goody. We have to hear from that little cock-stained little clown, everyone's favorite little creepy little bastard himself, the somewhat... Uh, what do they call him? The Lone Wolf, however, Baron Corbin. And what's going to happen, as we've talked about before, earlier this evening, however, on Revisit. And we talked about off the line, however, but now we're going to talk about it here on the line tonight, however. We're going to have, basically, Raw be put in hell, because, once again, Baron Corbin is all going to be about himself and his friends, and, of course, having his mouth all over Stephanie McMahon's ass and Triple H's dick by sucking it and kissing their hind end to no end and blowing them at every chance they get. <laughs> so, next week, however, we're going to have the show up in GTS's neck of the woods, Toronto. What's going to happen there? Let me think about it for a minute. Oh, I know what's going to happen. How stupid of me. Corbin's going to make Roman's reigns his life a living hell because he's the champion, however, and find a way to bury him at some point, however, by putting him in some type of gimmick match because he'll probably do that, however, because that's the way he is. He'll continue to bury Finn Bauer and make fun of Finn Bauer because he doesn't, he can't handle the fact that Finn Bauer kicked his sorry ass inside of two minutes when he was the Demon King, and he's done it also prior to that before, but he thinks that Finn is too small a la Daniel Bryan and that he doesn't have enough talent. Yeah, Corbin, tell me, what did you do in NXT? Oh, that's right. You weren't the NXT world champion. You weren't a world champion in NXT. You were a tough guy in NXT, yes, because of the lone wolf gimmick, but you didn't have a chance to win the NXT world title during your time there. And then before that, what did you do? Oh, that's right. You won the Money in the Bank contract, however, only to have it blow up in your freaking face, however, when John Cena exposed you for the fraud that you were, however. But now, however, because ever since then, however, you feel that you should be given a second chance, you've decided to become Stephanie McMahon and, as I said, Triple H's yes man by basically kissing their backside and blowing them at every turn like you do every week, you freaking little cock stain. So guess what, however? As far as that goes... Let's see what else is going to happen while you're going to be the GM. Oh, that's right. We're probably going to hear from Paul Heyman come back maybe next Monday in Toronto if he does show up, or maybe in a couple of weeks on Labor Day, depending on how long his uh, GM ship goes, however, and how long GM Stephanie makes in the GM, and probably announce that coming up at Hell in a Cell, we're going to see maybe once again for the upteenth time, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in Hell in a Cell. Because obviously, however, you feel that just like Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar should get a rematch for his title after Roman had beaten him, however, and that you agree probably with Paul Heyman and Stephanie. Wow, what a shocker. Shows you how much of an ass kisser you are with Paul Heyman too there, Corbin. But getting back to the Ronda Rousey-Stephanie thing last night. 
Now, here is my other rant, and this is where I'm going to go off again, too. Prior to that, we saw, of course, the Raw Female Championship being stood in the ring. Of course, who should show up, however, mind you, but, of course, everyone's favorite, as I said, the everlasting little million-dollar princess herself, Stephanie the Cunt McMahon. And, of course, Stephanie decided to say, however, she was uh, happy to see Ronda, however, win the title, but she then decided to go heel, however, and say, however, without her vision and business prowess, Ronda would not be in WWE. She also signed up Ronda like a diamond and molded her likeness and basically introduced her as her protege. Yeah, she's your protege, Steph. That's why she was in UFC and she was doing things in UFC while you were being daddy's little princess girl, however, learning the family business from your grandfather and your mommy and your brother and your daddy, however, and that she was your protege. Right. Then, of course... Rousey, of course, then got a nice champ, but then, of course, mind you, Stephanie had to hog the spotlight, basically saying it was all about Steph and not about Ronda, however. Basically, Ronda simply responded, however, it was not all about her. It was about the women sitting around the ring and in WWE, however, and if Steph was trying to put herself above them. It was nice to see Ronda make that comment. Rousey, of course, gave a nice acknowledgement to the women, however, like Sasha, Bailey, and, of course, Natty. But then, of course, however, she made the comment, I'm not Brock Lesnar, however, mind you, however. And, uh, of course, she'll be a fighting champion, however. But then Stephanie once again decided to be the ever-living conniving cunt bitch that she really is. And said that Rosie's there just to break arms, however. She knows what it feels like in a point to Alexa. And, of course, they showed, however, what happened to Alexa. And, of course, she went on to say, that's not wrestling. I don't know what that is. Steph. It's called judo, okay? She kicked your ass in New Orleans in April with Kurt Angle, however, and beat you and your little husband then, and she's going to do it again if she ever had the guts to do it again. But no, Stephanie said, however, told the woman that Rousey wants to break their arms, take them all, and stand in the spotlight. Rousey said, however, she wasn't there to break those arms, however, only those who deserve it, because once again, Stephanie couldn't keep her big fat mouth shut. As a result, Rousey took Stephanie down by the arm and applied an arm bar, Rousey released her, and Stephanie rolled out to the ring with Alexa, Alicia Fox, however, and, of course, the Riot Squad. Afterwards, of course, the Bellas and Natty celebrated along with uh, Natty in giving Ronda the belt, however, and all of them celebrated while the heels were not very happy about Stephanie being hurt. So what does this tell you? Hmm, let me think about it. Oh, yeah, Stephanie's probably going to hire someone to try to take out Ronda, however, more than likely. Maybe her good friend Shayna Baszler and bring her up from NXT, possibly. Maybe. But if not, she's probably going to force Alicia Fox or Alexa or maybe one member of the Riot Squad to do it. Guess what? Good luck trying to do that there, girls, because guess what? You're going to get your arms broken, too, just like Alexa and just like Stephanie got last night. So here's an idea, Stephanie, Alexa, and to the Heel Divas, most notably the Riot Squad. Good luck trying to one-up Ronda Rousey, the champ, because guess what? You're going to get your bony little asses kicked if you tried. And as far as Stephanie and Alexa goes, however, to quote Chris Jericho, when you talk, Please just shut the you-know-what up, okay, hell up, okay? Because you two are the most arrogant, 
narcissistic, self-serving bitches in the roster right now. We don't need to hear you all the time saying, I'm a goddess and I should be respected. I'm the greatest women's champion ever. Yeah, Alexa, we know you're the greatest women's champion ever because three times this year in the last year and a half hour, you've had your mouth pressed all over Stephanie's backside in stealing victories against people who you basically bury at every turn, whether it be freaking Bailey or whether it be someone like Nia Jax because you couldn't handle it. And at the same time, however, they only had it for a short time because the company and that stupid little bucktooth beaver boy, Kevin Dunn, and his writing team, however, don't believe in keeping people long-term champions. They figure, oh, we'll just make them champion for less than a month. Less than a month or so, but at the end of the day, Howard, it's all about giving them the belt back because they're not good enough and they haven't proven anything. Well, guess what? If you're going to try to make this women's division a big thing, however, give someone a chance to run the ball with a while and not give them a short-term reign as champion. Because if you keep doing this, going hot potato back and forth by doing the same thing over and over again, you're going to have more rants by me and people out there who are just going to be sick to death of hearing the same old bullshit coming out of Stephanie McMahon's mouth or Corbin's mouth. So, yeah, Corbin... Stephanie, and like you said, Alexa, last night, Chad, you put it best out, and especially to Corey Graves. Well, I really am. I am sick to death, along with him and the coach, every week, find a way to suck up to Corbin, suck up to Stephanie, and just absolutely act like the biggest ass clowns this side of the pike. Seriously. I definitely would agree with that. Yeah, they need to put better money. Put it better. I couldn't have put it better myself there. And I pretty much felt the same way here, folks. So, uh, so he pretty much spoke for, pretty much uh, spoke for, for he, on his point of view. But also, he kind of spoke for me too, because, I mean, I think what really is going to kill hurt Monday Night Raw more than anything in this world. You know, the thing about it is, you know, Corbin said beforehand, Raw was in chaos. Kurt Angle running it. You no, know, Raw was actually being run, run uh, fairly decent. Uh, but uh, but now it's going to be turning into chaos once you give that Lex Luthor lookalike the opportunity to uh, flex the to flex what little muscles he has. Uh, so but I couldn't put it very myself, JD. Thank you very much, there, sir. And that was the raw edition of the WWS Icebreaker. Before we go any further here, folks, uh, I did happen to notice here that we had two people pop on the line here during JD's uh, Icebreaker. Uh, <laughs> Uh, first off, I, I will go ahead and say one of them is our, is our, is our, of course, our good friend, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler here, of course, also a WWS Hall of Famer. Uh, Bob, Bobby, my, my neck of the woods here in Trinity, North Carolina. Bobby, welcome, of course, to 546 Revolution, hey, sir. Good to have you. We're, we're... Good to be back. Good to have you on, Bobby. Absolutely. And also, I'm not sure who this is. We may need an ID on this. Someone coming in from the area code two one seven. Can you uh, the two one seven area code here? Can you identify yourself, please? Maybe. Okay, and Maybe. Uh, okay, and 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 please. Please let us know. Uh, please tell us uh, who you are, please. I'm offended that you guys don't recognize my voice. Wait a minute. I th- wait, I think I know. Who oh, I <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. No, no. And, and, and I'll explain why this is me, but I know who this is. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. 
yes, coming in here, coming here with us, another WWS Hall of Famer, and I, and, uh, and forgive me here, I forget what year she was inducted to the Hall of Fame, but she is, of course, a WWS Hall of Famer. She's also our resident independent wrestler, ladies and gentlemen, now on the line here. Uh, uh, Rhonda Rush Wright is now joining us as well for episode 546 of Revolution. Rhonda, welcome, and I apologize because TalkShoe has been updated recently. And it's not saying Yeah, I, uh, I saw that because uh, the number's different. Yes. So yeah, it's been hey, updated. We saw that it didn't change. And of course, uh, so we welcome you as well to uh, uh, Rhonda here to 546 of Revolution. I do have on the line, do have JD with us. Uh, John's on the chat box. I also have the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here with us as well. And also Rhonda, my good friend here from Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Zinko, on here with us as well. So, uh, so and uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, well, like I said, we're all here in the middle here of, our, of course, big time talk here. Uh, uh, let me see here. I need to think about who to go through first because we had we've had three new arrivals come in here in the last few minutes. I don't know who to ask first. <laughs> so, uh, oh boy, this is this is this is uh, out, this is outstanding, as they said in Mortal Kombat. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Oh crow! I can't. I can't even say it. Uh, I, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Uh, well, uh, well, let me see. Uh, Fonzie, let me start with you here, Bud. Since you're since since you're here on the line here, Bud. Uh, we went through all the matches representing just the Raw matches, that, the matches that have been representing Raw from SummerSlam. Uh, um. And I don't know if you recall which ones they are. I can run them down real fast and get your quick opinion on these, if I may. Uh, 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 you still with me there, 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 partner? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Fonzie, your take on the Raw Tag Team title match from SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. What, the B team? Yes. Yes, your thoughts on the match at the head of the summer yes. I missed that match. I got the match. Um, okay. I got to see after Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, uh, the New Day, I think. Right, J.D.? J.D.? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, okay. Um Right after Seth Rollins' match, was that a tag team uh, SmackDown titles yeah. right after yeah. the New Day? Yeah, the, yeah, the Blood okay. and the New Day. And by the way, and I know you saw it on that the Bludgeons did lose the belts tonight. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. I yes. shut it off. Yes, they, uh, yes. Yeah. Shit. Bonzi, the Bobby, uh, yeah. yeah, Bobby actually thanks to Bobby. Bobby just called me and just informed me, uh, and Bobby has left. And Bobby has let, let, left the uh, let, let Bobby left the line here uh, for if he's going to pop on and say hello for just a little bit. Uh, but no, Bobby called me earlier, Fonzie reported to me, and actually WWE has just now confirmed this. And also due probably due to a story that was brought out here that the that Eric Rowan injured injured what was a tricep. Muscle JD uh, during SummerSlam. Yeah. He was going to be. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, it's pretty serious. Yeah, they said it's pretty serious. Yeah, 
He's going to require surgery to fix the bicep tear. Yeah, they said right now, however, he'll be heading to Birmingham, Alabama in the next few days to get surgery. That's why tonight, I guess they went with the they went with the title change. It was an extreme rules match, but Kofi and Xavier Woods represented the New Day, and they won the belts. But we're like I said, what we're just mainly just talking about tonight is just the Raw matches. Um, um, so, uh, and we're going to talk about the SmackDown matches tomorrow. So, um, you see the match between Finn Balor and Baron Corbin? Um. That was not even a match. It only took two minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman, the monster in the bank. That was not a match between KO. That yeah. lasts only two minutes. Um, Jeff Hardy against. Shinsuke Nakamura. That's SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown, bro. Okay. Well. Um, yeah, but we're just doing the Raw. Oh, we're just doing the Raw? SummerSlam? Just doing. Yeah, just, yeah, because tomorrow we'll talk about the SmackDown matches since we're talking about the Raw, last night's Raw. Uh, too, so uh, that's why okay, I didn't, I didn't understood that. Okay, that was my fault. Um, the women's role, yeah, the women's role, uh, women's champion, uh, Alexa, quit crying, you got your arm broke from Ronda Rousey, the redhead, the, the baddest girl in the planet, um, everybody hates her, but I like her because I saw her at UFC fight. She's the meanest person. Do not ever cross her line because somebody crossed the line, uh, you're going to be a hell to play down here. And just like Stephanie did, you know, I love Stephanie, but sometimes she has to keep her mouth shut and you know, graduate Ronda Rousey because she won the broad of her in. And, you know, then you talk smack. You know, she's not there to break anybody's arm. The person who deserves it is you and Alexa Blitz. Now then, if the boss Banks upsets her, then she's going to get her arm, you know, broken. You know, do not cross the baddest woman on the planet, Ronald Rousey, the redhead. You know, and um, uh, I don't know who's going to beat her. I don't know who's going to beat her. But I have this strong feeling. I'm back, that, guys. That, and I do have uh, and I do have some news about the Super Show real quick. Just to, sorry, finally, real quick. We have now heard and we can confirm three matches have been announced for it: The Shield, Cena and Lashley versus. Hold on a second. I'm just getting this information handed to me. This, I guess uh, something's going to happen at the. Yeah, here it is. John Cena and Bobby Lashley will take on Kevin Owens and Elias. However, believe it or not, however, in Australia. Wow. Uh. There you go. Wow. Another match has been announced. Okay. Um, 
I have this strong feeling that Stephanie is bringing somebody back, and I know who that person is, but I don't know if she uh, accepted or not. Um, when's the last time we saw somebody and we never heard her from her again? No, China. Somebody else. Um, we can't remember, but if she accepted, she's going to go after Ronald Rousey. Not to Stratus, because she's going to fight uh, Alexa Blitz at Australia. In a baseline? No, the Revolution. I'm sorry, the Revolution on October. Um, shit. I don't know what happened to Nia Jax. Maybe that'll be her, but I doubt it. Um, anyway, I have this strong feeling that somebody's coming back we haven't seen in a long time. Maybe probably seven or eight years. Not Trish Stratus. Somebody else than Trish Stratus. Um, Not Lita. Possibility. Possibility. Could be her or Michelle McCool. The Undertaker's wife, maybe. Never gonna, ha- never will happen. I'll no, I know that, me. but you never know, though. I just have this strong feeling, you know. Um, who else? Oh yeah, uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I thought this was gonna be a triple threat. I thought Braun Strowman was gonna give the referee the briefcase and challenge. Not even Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And it would have been a triple threat for the WWE Universal Champion with a contract on the line. And supposedly he didn't, but he was going to wait. Whoever wins this match, he was going to cash in. But we saw in another turn that Brock Lesnar took out Braun Strowman, and did not pay attention with Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns speared him, and they counted for one, two, three, and a new universal champion, Roman Reigns. But, but I think the Black Widow, the Queen, LMLD, said that Brock Lesnar left shoulder was not down on the map. But they said that Roman Reigns didn't win, which I saw the replay last night. His shoulder was not down. His his left shoulder was never down on the map. Well, supposedly that Roman Reigns is still a champion, so... Then who comes out that deserves it? The demon Finn Balor, uh, which he should get opportunity. He never lost that universal title. He never got his title rematch or his title back after last year's SummerSlam when he got injured, when he won. Um, 
that the next following night he had to give it up. So that's why Brock Lesnar was the champion for 504 days, snapped, because Roman Reigns wanted to give Finn Balor his rematch, which I feel 110% that Finn Balor might get his title back. But who shows up? Uh, the ballhead, Baron Corbin, the faggot, dressed up all in black, looks like a freaking um, black uh, Twizzlers, chocolate Twizzler, you know. Um, but who comes? The Pittsburgh kid, Kurt Angle, said, I'm a GM, I'll make the rules. I'll make the matches. But she's right. So, did you call Baron Corbin a faggot? Yes, I did. That's great. Why? No, no, go ahead. Why, make sure I hear her right. Yes, yes. Yeah. And if I defend anybody, I'm sorry. But that's how I feel. Maybe I just should have said the black licorice, the black twizzler. I should have said that. All right, let's do that then. My fault. Well, Perlingo comes out and makes a match between Roman Reigns, Finn Balor tagged and team up against uh, shit. Who was it? Who was that, J.D.? Who? No, Faith, uh, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, the tag team, yesterday, last night, on Monday Night Raw. No, Dean, Dean and Seth came down, the Shield. Yeah, but who was the, no, it was the, the partner of the Universal title. Roman Reigns? No one. Yeah, it, it was. was. No one. No, was it was it was it was a it was a universal title match last night. Was it? Yeah. No, he made a tag team. It was a um, teaming up with Finn Balor, Roman Reigns and Finn Balor versus the other two guys last night. You sure about that, KB? Maybe I read it wrong. Yes. Um, I don't know. Yes, well, last anyway. Night, well, anyway, whoever was, you know, I missed that match. But I saw the replay last tonight for last night that then I got the <clears throat> WWE alert that that uh, the shield was back for one night. So I missed that one. But other than that, um, Raw was completely uh, shit on the faces of WWE Universe. Uh, Tonight was okay. The SmackDown. I watched it. I missed the main event. 
I watched a little bit of the main event, then I shut it off. Um, I'm going to say Raw was four and a half out of ten. I'm going to put it that way. Because all the incident, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's my take for Monday Night Raw. And I'm going to give the SummerSlam seven and a half, which was okay. Besides, the two two-minute matches was not even a match. was not even a contest. So, seven and a half on SummerSlam total. And last night, four and a half out of ten for Monday Night Raw. Then, whatever we talk about tomorrow night, I'll give you my, you know, zero to ten with SmackDown. But, other than that, SmackDown, uh, Monday Night Raw was shit the hole again. Uh, SummerSlam was good, besides those two non-matches, you know, but besides that, there was a hell of a SummerSlam. Um, like I said, I missed two matches. The tag team, the B team, and Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler with Dean Ambrose. Uh, his corner, Seth Rollins' corner. So, yeah. And then last night, the return of Dean Ambrose fought Seth Dolph Ziggler last night, which Dolph Ziggler lost to Dean Ambrose, the lunatic. But, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. And let's see, let's hear what. Bobby says in Rhonda, Rhonda White, right, has to say. So let's go to those two beautiful uh, people right now. So take over, Chad. Let's hear those two. Thank you very much, Thank you very much, there, Fonzie. Uh, also, I will let you mention uh, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziggler did have to leave. Uh, but he did pop on to say hello for just a few minutes. So really thank you for coming on here tonight. Uh, now also joined us on the line here. Uh, so I, did, I, I did get I did get the, the the word from John that he received the news bulletin that a spider is in the house. So please evacuate immediately. Oh, one thing. One thing, and that means only one thing here, folks. The first 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. She's also, of course, part of the new show WWS Triple Threat Talk, as well as, of course, GFW Main Event and Women's Revolution, as well as all of our shows here in the radio network. She's known as the Black Widow, First Lady of Professional Wrestling. You name it, we've called her every single name under the book. So, ladies and gentlemen, here she is, oh, the M to the L to the D. The lovely, lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Dodds here is with us now at 546 Revolution. Uh, uh, Michelle, welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, of course, to 546 and Revolution tonight. Well. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, and uh, and Michelle, well, let you know, of course, myself, JD, John, and Fonzie are on. And also uh, another, another great friend of ours, uh, and someone, a very, very great friend is Gores as well. 
our resident independent this as well. Yeah. I think it's coming from uh I think it's coming I think it might be coming from Rhonda there. Um I'm not sure. Uh, okay, can you Okay, so, sorry about that. Rhonda you still with I think I, still, I think we still have her here. Rhonda, are you with us? Are you with us? I am. Rhonda. There she Rhonda is. Right there. She wife. Is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Gather around and watch it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, with milk and water, uh, but I'm not. Rhonda. Uh, <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, I think she was doing. Some, I think they were doing some cranking. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, no, I'm uh, anyway. late dinner and hamburger helper is stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you have to admit, it. everybody here agrees. It's like no. uh, anyway, uh, you happen to wrong that? Do I? Did you, did you happen to catch SummerSlam Sunday night? Um, I caught some of it. Okay. Um, just the the matches as as far as uh, uh Monday Night Raw goes. Uh, uh, let me see here. Of course, the only one only ones from Raw is of course the Raw Tag Team Title Match, the match between Finn Balor and Baron Corbin, the uh, Intercontinental Title Match, the Money in the Bank Briefcase. The Raw Women's Title and the Universal Title. Any thoughts about any of those matches? Um, I'm not really a Ronda Rousey fan. I love you, Ronda. This is why I love Ronda. <laughs> like, I mean, she was good. She was good in UFC. Don't get me wrong. She was. Like, she was Agreed. undefeated for how long? But. A long time. Like, if you, right, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, if you actually watch her, like, in the ring, like, she's got a ton of potential. But the way she be snatching people's arms, I have a fear that she's, like, legit. Right, like, I mean, like, there's arm bars you can do in wrestling and wrist locks and everything. But the way that she snatches them, it's like she reverts back to the UFC for that moment. And yep, I'm like, exactly. dude, you're gonna you're gonna mess somebody's shit up. That's what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, she's a hot name. Brought how many fans to the WWE? Like, that's great and all. But how long was she training before she stepped into the ring? <laughs> this is why I love Ronda Rice. I'm gonna say it on last. Uh, like, I mean, like, kudos to her. Like, she's she's doing good. She's doing a hell of a lot better than I thought she would. I'm not even gonna lie. I give her props for that. She's good at what she does, but at the same time, she also needs to, like, calm that down. That's just like with throwing a punch, like, you know, there's certain ways you throw punches that, like, don't result in somebody having a black eye or a busted nose or a fat lip or teeth missing. And there's also ways that you can hit somebody stiff enough that they get the point. 
Like if you know sell somebody, I'm going to stiff you a little bit and you're going to sell it because it's going to hurt you. But you do it in a safe way that it doesn't severely hurt them. Whereas the way she's snatching the arms and everything, I love you too, baby. Good, Zoomly. Demon child. But like, I'm like I'm, I'm that weird person that like, I look at it as in like you should earn what you get. Like, and she comes in, she's got a name that's attached to her, so they're like, oh, let's give her the belt. There's so many other female wrestlers that I'm like are way more deserving than her. I'm not saying she hasn't busted her ass in in her career in the UFC, but that's totally different from wrestling. Like, I don't know. Like, she's good, but could have put it on somebody else that would have been better. And I'm a fan of Stephanie. I think it's the whole power thing that she has. I dig it. So basically, you think that uh, Rhonda was just basically handed everything with no no questions asked? Uh, like, yes and no. Uh, it's like 70% yes, 30% no. Because she has worked hard. No, with, like, she's posted the training videos and everything. And, like, I understand how hard it is to, like, you know, get your bumps down and everything else. Like, the wrestling aspect, I understand. But it's kind of like Charlotte in that sense of, like, everybody knew Charlotte as, oh, that's Ric Flair's daughter. So she's got to be great. You know, so they, they're just like, oh, yeah, give her the title draws money, which is a good thing. Like, you want to give somebody a title that's going to draw money, but you have oh, wait, other... Hold on, wait. Is JD still here? Because if so, I'm I want still you to here. I'm here. Rhonda I'm... Here. Yeah. Let Rhonda repeat the last thing she just said. Yes, I heard, I heard it, Michelle, but let's just think about this. How many times was Alexa given it to her on a silver platter this last year? Three times. Oh, come on. Geez. Yes, she beat Bailey. Yes, she, like I said, she beat Bailey in her hometown, but come on. I mean, Alexa continues, I'm the goddess. I'm so true and everything like that, Howard. Well, what happened, Sunday? You screamed bloody murder, and you had your arms snapped like a twig. And okay, guess what? You out. deserved it. Time out. I mean, Rhonda, can I ask now, you a question? Yeah. As, a, as an independent wrestler, and you know this industry and how things go, as yes, a champion, do. do you not want someone that is a fighting champion that brings in the money the, the fans like on and on and on, and you know where I'm going with that. The promos, the talking, the this, the that, right? I I like. Okay, so with Alexa, like, she's got good talent. She she can cut a good promo, and she's a great heel. She is an outstanding heel that people love, and then you have people that hate her because. As a heel, like I, I mostly work heel, so I'll I'll do the I'll do that thing. I'm gonna come up behind you, cheap shot you, and then when you get on your feet, I'm ducking out of the ring and I'm running around. I'm gonna scream bloody murder and be like, no, don't kill me, no, because that's what a heel does. 
that makes people hate her. Right. Like the whining and the I am the goddess of everything and everything else she's done. That makes people hate her, which is putting asses in those chairs. People are buying her merchandise. Little kids look up to her because they half-ass understand and half-ass don't. So they're like, oh, look, a female that's like itty-bitty, like she's super skinny, super small, but she's still got the title. Right. So they're going to look up. No, I'll I'll agree with you guys both on that, okay? I'll agree with you both on that. No, you're right, Rhonda. I'll give you that, and I'm going to show with you too. But like I said, there are times that uh, basically Alexa always had to have hell power because she didn't have the balls to do it by herself. Power. Now she's on her well, own. Well, yeah, she's that's in the Yeah, true. Well, speaking of heels, let me ask you guys this question. And Michelle, I mean, we were going to get into the raw. We, we, we already, I did the ice program. Let me ask you this, and uh, I'll ask you this too, Rhonda. Fonzie talked about this earlier. What do you think? You talk about Stephanie and her power trip power. What is up with her having Corbin suck up to her ass every chance he gets her? I mean, he is the biggest clown in the company, and yet they're replacing Kurt Angle with Corbin. Raw is going to be stuck in hell because okay, of Corbin. Corbin is going to drag that show down. Hold on, Ron. If you don't mind, one one second. Let me say this real quick. Um, oh, go ahead. Just like I said, just like I said last night, <clears throat> it's the same thing. Kurt is the one that's been keeping the business going because Stephanie and Triple H have been off, you know, vacationing, doing their thing, blah blah blah, right. whatever. They're entitled to that right. But there again, you got Kurt Angle who's busting his ass all by himself until Constable Corbin was made, so he deserves the right to have a fucking break too. As much as the rest, as much as the rest of them do, you gotta spice it up, JD. You can't keep shit the same every time. You know that's no, you're, the way you're, it goes. Yeah, but Michelle, he's gonna be out burying people like Roman. He's gonna bury people like Finn, which he continue to bury, which I don't get there. He's gonna basically give Alexa the title back to her probably because she basically deserves it. And then, no offense to your beast incarnate, and we all love Brock in our own way, but you know, however, he's going to probably agree with Heyman that Heyman, Heyman said, if you remember to Kurt last night, how my client deserves a rematch. No, he doesn't. Brock had his time. Go to UFC. Get the suspension done with. Get into training shape and get whoa, ready to fight whoa, Cormier. Whoa, he just whoa, needs whoa, to come back. And, and, and I'll tell you again like I told you last night. My problem with that is, is that's bullshit. That's not fair. You cannot do that to him, and you cannot say that to him. Because if you say it to one, you say it to the rest. Yeah. Point blank. It's bullshit. You, yeah. you don't, you know, I, I would not want to see them do that to Roman, to Seth, to D, to any of them. But you're going to single out Brock because he's been the asshole on the stick that everybody wants to fucking hate lately because he's held the title for over 500 days and he's not a defending champion and he's part-time and he's this and he's that. Sorry, Rhonda, I cut you off, honey. Sorry, but, you know, it boils my blood a little bit. Sorry. You're fine. Uh, I've, uh, I've actually come to, come to like Brock Lesnar lately. And, and some Let me ask you both, what do you think of the Shield coming back? Uh, Hello, I was totally happy. Okay, I was too. I got him in. I, I like it's it's the shield. That's the shield, and we all know me. I love the shield. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, like, like it's totally cool because you know they came back with the SWAT gear and everything. But, like, where can they go from now though? Yeah. 
nowhere without being shit on. Well, like, not even that, but, like, they've, like, the two years that they were together, like, when they first debuted and everything, they, like, destroyed everybody, made a huge name for themselves and everything, and then they became singles, and they've done great as singles. You know, like, it's great to reunite the Shield because I'm hoping they come back out with those hoodies so I can snag one because I didn't get one the first time around. But, like, career-wise, like, I I think it should be, like, they keep them as singles and then occasionally bring them back together. Because, like, how many three-man teams are there? There's New Day. And then then after that, they're just going to mix and match, like, a tag and then throw in somebody else. That was, that was gonna be my next question about the tag thing. I mean, we saw tonight the Bludgeon Brothers lose the titles to the New Day. Apparently, as the New Day got the gold back, now that one of the New Day or Bludgeons are hurt. But you talk about the tag division in your eyes, Rhonda and Michelle. And I've had this discussion too. And Michelle usually kind of agrees with me a little bit. I wouldn't say she would agree with me to this. Is the tag division on both shows right now very stale in your eyes? I think it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're pissing over the Revival. I know, Michelle, you're a fan of the B-team, but we saw the B-team lose separately last night. The only team I think that could stop them, I hate to say this, and I know you're not a fan of these guys, is the AOP. That's the only team I can see other than the Revival right now. Because Titus Worldwide is going stale on me. Because they're I'm now not even going to lie. I have no idea who those are. There's a tag team that they're fucking shoving down everybody's throats if they come up from NXT. I'm, I'm, yeah, no. See, like... Like, I give props to NXT, and, like, they produce great things, but, like, I like I don't really get into the storylines of NXT. Okay. So, I mean, like, if they came from NXT and they haven't been on Brawl, like, a whole lot, like, I have no idea. Like, who's the B team? Is that Bo Dallas and what's-his-face? Axel. Yeah, it's Axel and Bo Dallas. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Um, like I saw like a, a video clip of Bo Dallas lately. He's looking pretty good. Yeah, he looks a lot yeah. better. Like, okay, that sounded horrible. Not like in the like, oh my god, fangirl, like have a crush on him type thing. But like, wrestling wise, he's looking he's good. His, his improved his in ring ability. And Axel, of course, we all know he's got. The oh yeah, he, he was too. because you know when he used to do that victory lap around the ring, I used to yell victory slap. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. No, it's no. okay. Like I, I got a too, but which I mean, I kind of actually, I kind of miss Dallas's like old gimmick. It was pretty cool. All right, well, like as much which as I person, hated it, it was kind of cool. Yeah, which person do you think right now is the one or two in your eyes that they are just not seeing eye to eye with? I mean, ever since coming up to the, I mean, really just haven't clicked with the fans, and it's still not uh, gelling with them. I mean, I know Michelle's a fan of Elias. I mean, I think Elias is hopping down at times. But like I said, the one person I think that really right now is just kind of not connecting with fans. I don't know why they're still having this guy. I mean, they had him last night face Elias. But I think WWE has got to cut half their roster. I mean, some of these guys are not getting any TV time, like Gable, Rhino, Slater. It's time to just say, guys, it's been fun having you. But they're still getting the paycheck. They're still getting the paycheck, Um... yeah, but they're just being wasted in – Honestly, uh, I think they just need to, like, what a lot of the, um, like, promotion, like, independent promotions, what they do is 
they'll run a storyline for, you know, a couple months or whatever, and then they switch out wrestlers. Like, I was running one with uh, Randy West from May until July. I mean, it was just like, you know, one show a month. And then we had the huge blowout last woman standing match. And then, like, that was the end of our feud. Like, that that may, like, circle back around later on. But, like, that gives, like, you know, you got you got the fans that, like, are true. You know, they, they'll come to every show, whatever. And then, but eventually, like, your gimmick, your, like, even if you're the greatest thing there, like, they'll get tired of you. That's just, like, if you have the same champion forever, then people are like, oh, great. Yeah, this guy's still champion. Or, yeah, this girl's still champion. Yay. Like, we've seen uh, we've seen all these matches. But, like, if you cycle out the talent, then it's like, oh, hey, this is fresh. This is new. And a lot of people get, like, butthurt about that. But, like, it means so much more, like, like, if you say you work, like, a Raw, like, for three months and yeah. you're in a great storyline, like Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, right? Okay, right. you can only do that so much before people are like, oh, again? Uh, yeah, like, no let's shit. get something <laughs> new. And then, you know, three months from now, it, it circles back around or, you know, six months, whatever. Yeah. Because Rekindle you know, that and now they're like their love for wrestling is like re reinstored or whatever. And I think that's what they need to do because like you have guys like Rhino that like like a lot of people grew up watching. And you know, it was it was great when he came back and I'm like, Oh snap, that's Rhino bro, like whoa. And then, you know, they let him have his time and then now they're kinda just like, Okay, we're gonna throw you in here and there you know, and like fans are like, Oh, where the hell is he at? So when he comes back and then, like, they're running, like, a legit storyline with him, fans are going to be into it again. So, like, I wouldn't say they need to cut their roster. I think they need to do, like, get some good storylines going and then cycle people out. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think it's time for them to go back to two hours as far as the show goes? I mean, they keep going three hours too much, and three hours continue to just be – very, very stale. I think it's time for them to go back to the tours, and they're doing that early next year. Um, I, I really wouldn't say that because, um, like, most of the, like, the shows I've worked, you know, Bell Times 7, and then, you know, the show ends at 10, 10.30, so it's like you're running three, three and a half hours. And then you might have, like, two intermissions, which are, like, 10, 15 minutes. And people are into it. You know, it's like, but it it all depends on the storylines. Yeah. Like, as long as they can fill seats, whether it's half the auditorium or the full auditorium, they're still filling seats. They're still making money. People are still watching on TV. And, like, WWE, they're smart with this shit. Because, like, the way they're doing their storylines, and everybody has proved it, like, on the phone tonight, because you have those wrestlers that you fucking, oh, sorry, oops, that you hate. No, it's and, okay, you can say it. <laughs> I do oh, we can cuss on here now? Oh. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's all <laughs> uh, right. I, you know, like I, you, I, have, you have wrestlers that you hate, but you will still tune in on Monday Night Raw to watch them or SmackDown or insert whatever pay-per-view is going on that week or month, whatever. They're doing it right because as much hate as, as Reigns got, everybody talking like he doesn't deserve it, he doesn't deserve it, he sucks, we're going to boo him. But you still paid how much money for a ticket just to say that, oh, I booed Roman Reigns live. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing it right. And, like, everyone's like, oh, Reigns needs No. No. I just said no. No. Okay, I think I have my questions answered, so I don't know who else is on. But, like, um, like everyone wants Reigns to go heel, and they're expecting him to turn on the shield, and I'm like, what sense does that make? Like, as a babyface, he's completely over. Like, yeah, it's mostly kids and and females, but he's still over. His merch is still selling. People are still buying tickets to see him. So what's the heel turn going to do? You're going to have some guys that are like, oh, yay. But how many of those guys are going to actually go out and buy his merch or buy more tickets? It, it, it's going to make the fans hate him even more because they only like to heal Roman when the whole shield is healed. Exactly. Yep. Like, that that's the thing. Like, people that's don't realize record. it. And, like, they bash Rain so much, and I'm like, okay, but okay. he's still selling merch, though. And, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, you're filling his pockets with money. Like, every time you're like, oh, well, I only watch his matches so I can talk shit about him. Okay. But guess what? That still counts as a view. Like, at a show, I was working heel, and, like, I got uh, paw print stickers. And this kid was like, like, he didn't like me. And I was just like, great, because I beat up your favorite wrestler. Cool. And I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. dude, buy my sticker and rip it up in front of me. But guess yeah, what? I'm, I'm still taking work. your dollar, though. Yeah. I'm still taking your dollar, and you get to rip up my merchandise. I don't care. You pay for it. You can do whatever you want with it. Yep. Very good point. Good, very good point indeed. Which, by the way, Rhonda, we need to get our hands on some of those T-shirts, too. I like to have me one of your T-shirts. Uh, <clears throat> we need to try. We need to try to get some of them shirts. Uh, actually, I'm doing um, a special this Girls, week uh, for like all my merch. Um, it's free shipping for like this. Oh, well, like okay. a week. Probably well until September first. Like a little under over a week, but awesome. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk to you about that. Um, that sounds like a deal. Really good deal. We'll have to talk to you about that. Uh, like, uh, right now we got, um, like, my shirts, like, $5 from every shirt that I sell goes to um, this uh, animal foundation in Oregon. They uh, they help a lot of pit bulls and, like, other dogs, too, like, uh, dogs that are, like, going to be put down. Like, they take them, and they have, like, little cabins. Like, each pit bull has, like, their own little house. It's, like, totally cool. And uh, they help them get, like, more used to, like, people and other dogs. So 
that they can get adopted. Like, they actually do, like, a really cool thing. And then, like, part of, like, every, like, all my other merch, like, I do, like, a percentage of it, and it goes to them as well. Awesome. Yeah, I I know about the pit bulls. I mean, Michelle uh, and J.D., they all saw the picture of mine. I actually, um, in a sense, Rhonda, I actually own a pit bull. Uh, It's a pit bull boxer mix um quick story that's a quick story a quick story about that he was left on our in front at the end of my driveway of my home here in north carolina back in september of 2016 and he just simply just walked up to walked up to our house and and rather than you know we thought we were going to have opportunity to keep him i mean because money was a little bit tight here and there but we just decided what the heck you know and he's a very, very, very unique animal. Uh, um, and you might have seen the picture, Rhonda, in the raw rant panel chat box that I sent. That's him. Um, but uh, he's a big, he's a big fella. But I mean, he's he's kind of meek and mild. He did, but he doesn't like the engine. He, he doesn't like diesel engines. Time he sees one of the truck go by, he goes crazy. So, <laughs> other than that, he's a, he's a very other than that, he's a very gentle animal. I mean, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I know how that is. I mean, I've been also a boxer owner before too. So I mean, I know how that is. I love, I love bulldogs. I'm a big bulldog man. So absolutely. But that's a great cause. I think everyone agree agrees. That's a, that's a excellent cause there. And we'll talk to you about your, um, we'll talk to you about your uh, merchandise. And also, Rhonda, please feel free to post some of that stuff on any of uh, WCWS's pages. So that way, you can get word out about that. We would, we, would okay. be, we would be honored to have that up for you. So absolutely, post it on all of our WCWS pages if you'd like there. So we love to get to help you get the word out about that. Let's give you this one more time here, ladies and gentlemen. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. Episode five forty six of Revolution. Tuesday, August twenty first, two thousand eighteen. Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. The Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, Rhonda Rush Wright, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Uh, we did have, and I do want to thank, of course, Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach for joining us earlier. Also, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, did also leave us here um, here a little while ago here, too, too, because he thought things were about to get a little bit crazy. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, Michelle, Michelle, one, one, one thing we want to get from you, my dear. Your take on all the matches representing Raw from SummerSlam, as well as, of course, Raw itself. Uh, any any thoughts about any any of that that took place? Uh, I mean, definitely the the match of the night was Seth and Dolph. I mean, they every time they get together, they kill it, and um, you know, no no different than the other night as we saw. Um, you know. I, <laughs> Oh, we all knew that Brock was going to lose the title. You know, we knew it was going to be to Roman. Um, I was hoping that Braun was going to cash in, but that didn't happen. Um, so overall, SummerSlam was uh, shit in my eyes. Um, you know, and I agree with Rhonda because, you know, Rhonda and I pretty much kind of have the same outlook on things, kind of. Um, you know, Ronda Rousey, I mean, Alexa Bliss had a point, 
overhyped rookie, as she said. True, she is. She she is overhyped. Um, you have to give it to you know Alexa Bliss. She really, you know, she's a bitch and she puts it out there and you know she throws no punches and whatnot. But you know, we all knew Ronda was going to win that damn thing. I mean, you know, she. <laughs> They basically gave you know gave her the opportunity after oh after your suspension's up here you go now you can have a match for the title that's what that's the problem I have with it because like as a fan of Ronda Wright for her independent you know as hard as she's worked I would love to see her get that kind of you know get the title you know run like that but not not the way Ronda did you know is it's basically here you go okay okay you you fucked up you. You pissed off whoever, and you did this, that, and the other, and okay, here's your title run. Now, I have, I have a problem with that. Um, anyways, uh, kind of getting off the sidetrack here. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I just thought it was a basically shit show, and I know that uh, Shady and I made a bet, and I have no freaking clue what the hell we betted. Um, but anyways, it is what it is. Uh, and you know, ha ha, JD, ha 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 ha. Um, the Miz did beat Daniel. Yes, I know. Yeah, because he had to have his little wife use brass knots. Yeah, but guess what, Michelle? Oh my! I'm sure you. Saw, I'm yes, sure you. I'm, let I'm, me I'm, I'm, <laughs> sorry. Okay, thank you. Okay, and Rhonda can attest to this, and any other person that is a heel fan, and Gerard, if Gerard was on here, he would too. Any heel fan will do any, any go to any lengths to make you hate them because obviously he's doing his job right, JD. As much as you hate the Miz, um, but you know his wife, of course, was going. Obviously, was building up for the bullshit that we saw tonight. Which okay, great, fine, hoorah. Um, but you have to, you, and and Rhonda might agree with me. She might not. I don't know, but I still love her at the end of the day. The Miz is the prime heel of WWE. He is the the exact example of it that, you know, can talk the shit, walk the wall, make the money, etc. He, he is the true heel of WWE. Yeah, that's and, why he has to have his wife use brass knocks, Howard. That's real fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guess what? He's going to tap out at hell and it's on screen like a little bitch. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh huh. You're not gonna bet on that. Don't worry. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh huh. You will. Yeah. We will. But anyways. Um. Overall, I I I didn't think that SummerSlam was very good this year. Um. But then again, I haven't really been rating any of these pay-per-views good, just based upon my own opinions of it. Um. And this one, you know, really did not surpass great tests of it, anyways, either. Um. I mean, the only, you know, the only thing that happened that I thought was great was Seth retained, you know, he got his title back. Um, yeah, that's about it. The rest of it, I was just like, okay. Um, you know, I thought I thought that, honestly, that, and I told you this, Ted, on the prediction show, that um, Brock was going to get disqualified or Roman was going to get, you know, do something and get disqualified and Brock was going to retain so that, you know, it would continue to piss people off. But, of course, we know that didn't happen because he's going back to the UFC. Um, overall, good show, 2 out of 10, didn't like, didn't like it very much. But it was 
so-so. Okay. Uh, any thoughts about, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you probably everyone saw what I said about Raw last night. I don't need to go into that because everyone That's knows right. how I feel. Hey, I got my surgery done. Uh, Michelle, what is? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Michelle. Uh, Fonzie, Fonzie had a surgery today, so yes. Oh okay. Um. Sorry. Okay. Um. You know if. <laughs> uh, Rhonda, forgive me. I love you to pieces. You know you're my ride or die yeah, bitch. You don't talk about Roman Reigns, but yes, I got you. know, it was. I give Roman Reigns credit for wanting to defend his title against Finn, giving him that opportunity, knowing that he's been shit on. You know, blah blah blah. Kudos to him. That was amazingly awesome gender of what he did and I, I was I was very impressed by that. Um I thought for sure he was gonna say uh I don't know anybody but I didn't think he was gonna say fans. So kudos to him for that. Um here's the thing, you know, so Braun tries to cash in and the steel reunites, which is a great thing, but is it a is it a one night thing? And is it only gonna be that the shield re- reunites with Roman trying to defend his title? You know, I mean, I, I just kind of asked that question just because of the, the direction they went last night. I I don't hate Roman, and everybody knows that here. I do I do not hate him personally. Um, I respect him as well as everybody else. He, I'm just not a big fan of his, and I never have been. Um, but I, they're getting, when they're the Shield, they're great, you know. Um what I would have to say, uh, that's just where my my mind thinks and goes and, and wonders, um, you know, because right now you got them, everybody's on an individual kick. Two of the three are holding titles. Dean's, Dean's probably going to make a heel turn, like, any fucking day now. Um, you know, and, 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 and if Dean does that, all you got to do is, you know, payback's a bitch. You know, Seth did it. So, you know, Dean can do it. Um, see, the thing is, is that Seth and Dean can play a heel really well. Um, and they're really, really good at being a heel performer. Um, so that, that just was my main concern. Um, yes, I do dog Roman. I do. I'm not going to lie to you. I love you too much. I'm not going to lie to you. But I do respect him. I'm just not a big fan of his. And I, like I said, I do wonder if that's where they're going to go is every time Roman decides to defend his title, you know, that it takes the shield, you know, to, to come help him, you know, prevent that from happening. And I don't think that's right. And I don't think that's fair. And I think that makes Roman look more like a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't defend your title and, you know, you have to have backup. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a case of any wrestler, people would say that. Oh, you, you know, just like J.D. says about fucking Miz. And, you know, his wife's got to defend him and he's blah, 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 all that. It's the same thing. And I, I hate to see such a good trio. And like I said, not a, not a fan of Roman. But 
I, I don't want to see those three get shit on, you know, and make. And, and I don't want Vince to have to push him and say, "Well, you have to form the Shield back. This is what we need to benefit and make WWE better." Fuck your single careers that you've been doing. You know what I'm saying? And I, it's like you know, I don't want him to say, "Just you know, shit everything down the toilet and just walk on." You know, I don't want to see that happen for them. But. There again, this is WWE. Anything can happen, as Chad says all the time. Um, so who knows? But anyways, as far as anything else that happened on Raw, um, oh, here's another bitch, bitch fit I got. Um, so the B team, uh, they've been beating the shit out of everybody. They got the titles, blah blah blah. Couldn't the revival couldn't beat them at SummerSlam? But yet you put them in singles matches last night, and they and they beat them. And they beat Bo and, and and Curtis, and I'm like, well, what the hell is the point? You're you're, <laughs> why can't you make them win as a tag team? You know, to get the titles, titles change hands. You know, it it has to happen. It gets boring with the same people after a while. Sure, whatever. But the revival, you know, very strong tag team came up from NXT. What have they done with them? Nothing. They're they're making them look like a bunch of little bitches, and I don't like it because I'm a really big fan of the revival, have been for a long time, and I don't like to see them get shit on. Kurt Hawkins, another example. I think he's an underdog. I think he he really has great potential, and I've seen it. But there again, here you go. Here's your jobber status. Go out there and fucking lose, and you know get your paycheck at the end of the week. That's just what it is for him. Um, Elias, like JD said, um, or Fonzie, what somebody said. I love Elias. I think Elias is great. I think that is, I thought his gimmick was shit at first, but now it's, it's like the momentum has built up so much more and so many people are following him because he has that it factor, you know, underrated it factor. Um, same thing with, and, and Ronda will probably agree, same thing with Dean Ambrose when he first started. He had that underdog it factor, and look at where he is now. And look, that's exactly where he got him now, and and that's why he is the big star he is today. You know, same thing goes for any of them. But um, Raw, I don't think I have any other bitches about Raw. But uh, I, I, well, one more. I they're making Braun look like a bitch against Roman, and and, and in my eyes, that's a little bit crazy because. You know, Braun's a big son of a bitch, and like I wouldn't want to come up in to him in a dark alley. And I'm a tall girl too myself, but to come up to him and he ain't nothing but muscle. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, thank you. I would just lay down and say, okay, kill me, because you uh-huh. know, I wouldn't try to fight him. But I just don't like, you know, when they make them look like bitches. You make them look like such strong competitors for a long time, and then you make them look like a bitch. Another prime example, Rusev, running strong, big, you know, big uh, crowd fan pleaser, blah, blah. And then you bring this stupid Sienna Almas bullshit bitch up to the roster, and now all of a sudden Rusev ain't nothing but a little bitch to everybody. I, I just, I, I know that's the way it goes. I, I, it is what it is. I don't uh, condone it, but that's how it goes. Um, well, once again, you know, Raw was a shit show, and basically the show tonight was shit, too, so that's how it goes. Thank you very much, your MLD. 
One more personal note here, guys. I'm sure, like I said, everybody saw this on the Raw Radio chat box here last night about my rant about Raw after hearing the announcement about Corbin. Uh, I'll ask around the table, uh, J.D., Fonzie, Rhonda, and Michelle, do you agree with what I said, J.D.? Yes, because, I mean, you look at Corbin, the guy's a freaking little cock stain at every turn. He has his head up Stephanie's pooter. He kisses Triple H's bat hind end, however, and the guy's going to make sorry, Raw an absolute <laughs> Let's, I'm not going to even go there. Let's just say that. I'm not going to keep it PG. And... Yeah. Okay, Fonzie, do you agree with what I said? I didn't see it. What was it? Can you refresh my memory? Uh, no, what I'm, no, 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 no. What, no. what it was was that if you go back to our raw rant panel chat box that we talk on every day, you go back and see what I was talking about, what my rant about talking about Raw, and also especially check out the two voice clips I left on there too. I left a couple of, of dingers. I'm sure everyone would agree about that. Uh, pretty much, I mean, I'm uh, Fonzie. Basically, what I'm pretty much saying, and 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 I just all the time want to say this on the air here, folks. And y'all, everyone here that knows me as being someone. Who is trying to try to stay biased and neutral and everything here and let everybody else speak their mind. But this is one time I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say it's right now. And I, I think I think Rhonda and you and Michelle would probably agree with this as well. And this is just this is my opinion. Keep in mind, my opinion. Everybody knows this. Stephanie McMahon, Baron Corbin, and Corey Graves can all go to hell. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Because they are going to drag WWE down. It's already been dragged down in the mud. They're going to drag it all the way down so far down to the earth. It's going to, it's going to burn in hell. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, exa- that's the only time I'm going to say be like that. Because like I said before, the fans are the ones that are getting screwed out of this whole deal. Bottom line, plain and simple. Kurt Angle is giving, giving them every single thing that they want. And then all of a sudden, boom! Just and just because Stephanie Man is upset over over the fact. I mean, the th- thing about about the deal was Rousey, and y'all may not agree with what I say about Rousey, but I'm gonna say this right here and now. As far also Alexa Bliss as well. Both of those ladies brought those of them on themselves. My personal opinion, because like I said, if, it, if they couldn't keep their mouth shut, then they they wouldn't have you know they wouldn't end up you know with cast on their arm, especially Alexa Bliss with that neon pink sling. We saw that last night. Everyone saw that. But they brought it on themselves. That's why that that's why that's why their arms are kind of, uh but that's my personal opinion. Everyone can agree with me. Everyone doesn't does not have to agree with me. That's because everyone knows what I'm gonna say there. I'm not gonna say that because I, that 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 is that is that is that is not how that is not me. Everyone knows how everyone everyone knows my reaction to things. But that was one occasion that I had to go off the bar once. Once. And as for and until Kurangle gets back his power, I'm just simply just gonna watch wrestling from a few years. I'm not gonna even watch Raw. Because of it. I said it on here. Right there. 
Everyone oh, can take that with a grain of salt. Does everyone have? I can tell you right now, this, 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 this is going to piss everyone off, too, I'm sure, to an extent. Thanks to Paige, next week, we have Carmel the Jersey whore getting her rematch, however, against Charlotte. Goody! Right in Gerard's Negative of Toronto. We have to hear the Jersey little uh, hoe bag Carmella, however, get another rematch against, Char- against Charlotte. Oh, goody. I mean, but like I said, I mean, what is everybody's opinion about what I said? I mean, Rhonda, Michelle, I don't know if y'all probably saw these or all on the chat box last night or not, but I mean, about what about what I said. I mean, was that first off? First off, do you agree with what I said? And second of all, was that out of character for me? Is what I'm trying to find out. I want to get the ladies. I'll let Rush go here. first. I, don't, I mean, I mean. I mean, Rhonda, you know Rhonda's me. You've been a part of this for three years. Is she still here? I have her still here. Rhonda, you still with us? I just stepped away from the phone. She's still here. Okay, well, Michelle, let's get your opinion here about what I asked. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm I here. Oh, okay, go ahead. I, I didn't hear the question. Okay. The phone's been Okay, like, Rhonda. Okay, my, my apologies, but I'll, I'll ask it again, Rhonda. I don't know if you've been keeping up with our Raw Rant panel chat box. I know you've made some comments and stuff here the last couple of days, especially after SummerSlam and everything. But I don't know if you had a chance to see my reaction to what happened last night on Raw. My two questions my, that I've asked here, and I'm going to ask this to you first, and I'll ask this to Michelle. A, do you agree with what I said? And B, is that out of character for me? Since how you were, you were, you were one of the, of course, original panel members, and you've been here, been around with this for three, for about three, for three years as well, and you know me as someone that that would that would go off in a tangent like that. I did not hear what was said, so I can't really give like a justified tr- answer on that. Right. Well, it's on the raw rant that we've got set up it was oh. about no it was about uh it was about Cor- it was about corbin it was about corbin last night primarily it was about corbin about how yeah after the announcement was made yes i had my two cents in on that but but you know me as someone Rhonda, who doesn't really talk who does not I let everybody else do the talking. I don't do a whole lot of talking, but I had something to say on this because, like I said, that that, that the fans and especially WWE is going to be screwed screwed out of their pants. Now, if you put that Lex and JD, you might like this nickname that Lex Luthor wannabe in charge in charge of the yep. flagship show. That yep. the flagship show, the flag is at half mast right now because of that. And, I, and, and I'm, that's a, a memorial service for being held for Monday Night Raw. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, Stephanie and Baron Corbin pretty much, pretty much signed Raw's death warrant last night. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. That, but, yes. Uh, okay. So but yeah, Ron, to go they listen to flew the flag at half mast for what reason? Because Cor- they placed Cor- Corbin in charge of Raw. 
last night. So that's why they flag at half mast. Well, I see that's an expression I said that that's basically what, what I'm saying is, is that law is doomed with Corbin in charge of it for a little while. That's just my personal opinion. But I would just simply ask that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, please. Go ahead. I mean, I'd say no. Justifiable. Okay. So I, I think, Michelle, you're taking me, like I said, you, you, you've been near me here really recently as well, like I said, along with J.D., John, Fonzie, and everyone. What, what, I mean, first off, first off, do you agree with what I said? And second of all, is that, is that out of character to me? Um, I, I, was that out of character? It's a yes and and no for me because I'm going to say the fact that I agree with you, yes, is that, um, you know, I'm sure Baron Corbin's going to stretch you to the limits. He's going to, you know, do what he has to do to piss off people, especially Finn Balor. I mean, you got to feel sorry for Balor because um, you know he's going to put his ass through the mud. He's going to put Ronda through it. Um, he's going to put Roman to it. And to me, it's like if if, if he's going to stick it to people, he needs to stick it to them right. Um, you know, uh so I mean I, I I do agree with you, but the but the part I say no is is that think about this is that when Stephanie was out there running her mouth as as JD says, um, and she was making the accusations that she made and that she was this and she did this and she did you know R- Rhonda was you know her invention and blah 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 blah. What did that cause? That caused to piss off Rhonda Rousey to come out to steer up the plate to, you know, make the, you know, presentation screwed up, basically, is what she, you know, might as well look at it that way. Um, I don't really necessarily look at it as, you know, an attack on Stephanie until she got a little rough, like she got rough with Alexa, and she needs to pipe, and and Rhonda said it too, and I agree with Rhonda, um, she needs to pipe it down a whole fucking lot. And her temper, she needs to pipe it down a whole fucking lot. <laughs> um, this is not the UFC. For love of God, how many times have they said this shit about Brock over the years? Now they're going to say Now they need to say it about Ronda. This is not UFC. Calm it down. Um, this is not an attempt to see how many arms you can break in this business. Um, hence why, you know, Brock can't do his one finishing move, which breaks arms. Um you know, I can't remember the friggin' name of it right now, but huh? It's Morlock. Yes, thank it's you. Morlock. Morlock. Lock. Thank you. Yes. So yes, I do agree with you, and and, and no, I don't because, like I said, it, it's what got things stirred up, and that's what Stephanie does. You know, she stirs the pot. She's the shit stir. You know. You know, she makes it seem like it's all her. You know, it's her, it's her, it's her. It's me. It's all about me. It's all about me. Like, you know, like the list is. Um, and as far as you out of character, you have you are entitled to your opinion as, as much as everybody else on this panel that's on this phone right now included, too. Um, you know, we're all friends and family. 
and Rhonda's my wife. She's not y'all's, my wife. Um, so, you know, we all have our opinions. You know, we're allowed to say what we, you know, we're allowed to say what we want to. We're adults. Um, we're not going to be over, you know, overhyped, stupid WWE fans. JD and I, you know, we cut throat each week. Do we not? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, I, you know, but guess what? At the end of the day, I'm still friends with him. I still talk to him. I still ignore his phone calls. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, just kidding. Just kidding. I know. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. But, but you see what I'm saying? I know. Like, you know, we cut throat, but we respect each other at the end of the day. You know, yes. same thing with Rhonda. You know, Rhonda and I would probably, hey, Rhonda and I have done fantasy fucking wrestling together, and we have thrown down some matches, ain't we, Rhonda? Me and her went, we went at it on that shit. Uh, well, that doesn't sound right. But anyways, you know, Rhonda and I, we did fantasy. If we were against each other. <clears throat> we weren't, you know, tag team. We were one-on-one, and we we threw the, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. We tore the roof off the house, basically. Um, man, I miss that shit too. Um, but you know, yes, yes and no. I do agree with you, and like I said, you are entitled to your own opinions, just like everybody else on here. You know, uh, opinions are like assholes. We all got one. That's just the way it goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, like I said before, I mean, nothing hardly bugs me at all. I mean, there might be a few things. <laughs> Say it out in public. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, but like I said, like I said before, I mean, I just, I just had this very unique feeling. I even told this to Ann last night because Ann and I talked late, and we we talked wrestling last night, and we and I pretty much and I pretty much even said this. One quick line here before we close up shop. Uh, Ron, I did have to leave, by the way. I forgot to mention to you, uh, yeah. Michelle. But uh, Ron, we thank Rhonda Rush right for coming on here tonight yeah. as well. Uh, good always night. good to have you. Like I said, we will be. Yes, we also will try to put her. Uh, uh, she said going to put some posts about her merchandise on, on some of our pages. So, uh, Michelle, just keep in touch with her. Let her know, like I said, whatever pages. Uh, just yeah, put it on a handful like of them. Um, like so yeah, yeah. So we definitely would love to. Uh, we definitely would love to get word out about that uh, about her merchandise. But I said this to Ann last night. You know, even though uh, Stephanie McMahon's not there all the, all the time that much anymore, like she was beforehand, I think she treats Raw like her personal plate. Because I mean, because the thing about it is that she makes the rules and she can and she can set, do whatever she let. She she let whoever she wants to come play on it, come come and do that and all that, and then they get out of line and all whatever. She has a problem with it, and she'll come back and come back and try to and, and try to uh, try to do something to stir the pot and know even further and all that, and, t- and still take full credit for a lot of things. So I mean, that's why, like I said, you know, I mean, like, and I've also said this many many times. Michelle, you've heard me say this. Fonzie, you've heard me say this. JD's heard me say this. Everyone's heard me say this. When you're given a position of power, make sure, make sure first of all, that you are ready, that you are ready to assume that power. Because you, if you're not prepared and you receive all, and you receive, and you receive a level, a certain level of power and all that, you're going to let it go to your head, and you know, all of a sudden you're going to act like you're king of the world or something. That's not the way it works. 
I've dealt with that many, many times. <laughs> At least, like I said, everyone would also agree on here that was since ever I started all this WWS, one thing that I have never done is put myself above anybody else that's involved with WWS. Have I not? I have never done no. it, and I'm not going to start either. At least I'm, I'm, I'm responsible with it. At least I know how to use the power. So, I mean, somebody like that, you need, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and me take a lesson from one guy, and that's me. Like I said, see how, and like I said, I'm running a sufficient, we're running a bunch of sufficient shows. I started a bunch of great groups, and everybody has made humongous contributions to them. And we're going to get more and more popular each time. We go over 60 groups, over 1,700 episodes in the radio network, and all that. We're doing daggone good, in my personal opinion. Oh. Like I said, I'm sure they're, they're listening to that a whole lot, listening to us a whole lot more, and watching WWE. I bet you, you watch and see what happens. Hey, uh, oh, dear God. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we close up shop, we're heading into 11.45 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, let me go around here. Michelle, anything you wish to add, my dear? Uh, <clears throat> tomorrow night is Lucha. I, I don't have an update on matches yet. They had an update the, uh, uh, the, you know, the schedule on the website yet. So I'll be hopefully trying to get one of those put up tomorrow in the groups for everybody. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you much, there, MLD. JD, anything you wish to add, sir? Uh, SmackDown was interesting tonight. However, I will have a lot to say about that tomorrow. But uh, like I said, however, you won the first battle, Michelle. I'm coming for revenge at Hell in a Cell. So be ready. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Oh. <laughs> uh, Fonzie, anything you wish to add, sir? Yeah. Uh, I think I bet Michelle uh, if the Miz won tomorrow night JD can play her Michelle's the awesome the Miz I don't think it was JD and Michelle I think it was me and Michelle uh, I lost it to, to Daniel Bryan I take Daniel Bryan to beat the Miz, and I challenged Michelle that she won. The Miz is going to play Wednesday. And if I would have won, Daniel Bryan would have played on Wednesday. But um, it was not JD and Michelle; it was me and Michelle. So uh, I think tomorrow night, if Michelle comes on, JD played the Miz for Michelle tomorrow because I lost to her. Against her, so I picked Daniel Bryan over the Miz, and I lost. That. No, no, I, I I remember that, but I I do remember JD and I had a bet. I thought, am I wrong, JD? I believe you are correct on that, and like I said, you did win. I think it was. I think the bet was, however, and this is the bet if I remember correctly, that if you won, which of course you did, however, because he had to have brass knucks used. That I think if uh, you won, I had to answer Miz trivia, and if you lost, you had to answer Daniel Bryan trivia. I think that's how the stakes were. No, I don't think so. Are you sure? So I thought that's yeah, because I, mean, I bet Michelle. No, Fonzie, Fonzie, between me and JD, not me and you. Yeah, so it was between me and you, Michelle. 
No, I know. It was two, I had two separate bets, one against J.D., uh, which is the one he just said, and the other one okay. against you, which is what you just said. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. But no, uh, I'm just helping you. That's all. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, by the way, I want to thank you all for all the prayers, including Michelle, including A.D. and Chad, and uh, probably the rest of the panel, but the one didn't say anything to T.T. Gerard T. Smith, but that's okay. I'm not worrying about that. But today was my major eye surgery. Everything went good, except for my goddamn throat. They had to put the tube down in my mouth, and when they took it out, uh, I couldn't swallow anything. I still cannot swallow. It's still sore, but um, it was not like when I got out this today. It was horrible. Um, have you ever but, have you ever had surgery before like that with the tube down your throat? Yeah, yeah, but not like that. Though, like hurting all day till tonight. That's why I didn't want to come on. And then I felt a little bit better. I was like, let me get on because you know I felt bad because I was bored. I slept all day till like six o'clock because I had to get up like fourish. Be at the UPMC this morning at 5.30, before 5.30. My surgery would start at 7.30, and we I didn't come home until like 11 or 6 this morning. And it was a very long day for me, and, you know, they put me out completely. I don't know nothing until I saw my eye patch, and I still have it on as of right now, and... 12 or 11 hours from now, I have to go back. I have to go see her at her office in Morrowville and uh, take the shield off and clean it out and she can look what she did and everything is okay. And, you know, we're good because the following week I have to go back to see her again. Then we're going to discuss if she wants to do a cornea. Well, when my, like I just said, you know, you reminded me, Michelle, she reminded me today that we're doing just a cataract. I thought, for me, what we're doing, the cataract and the cornea, but what we're doing, just doing the cataract. And right now, I have um, custom permit lens, like a contact lens. I, I can't, uh, I won't be able to take it out or put it back in, take it out, put it back in. It's for the rest of my life until I die. It's going to be in my, and I can feel it, but I can't see anything on the left until I go see her tomorrow and, and uh, take any eye drops to bring her. And, yeah, but today, it was a very good day, you know, very emotional because, you know, I was scared that, you know, maybe I won't make it out this time. But I did. But I did. And I was asking and the nurse say, can I get some a drink? Can I get some a drink? I was so thirsty because I didn't drink anything until 
this morning, I had to take my pills, and that was it. So and my mouth was so dry, and that's why, like, probably the tube was running my throat. And like you can hear right now, I have a barely talking and stuttering because <clears throat> there you go. And it hurts me when I cough because it scratched my throat a little bit because it was so dry. And when they take it out, they probably scratch a little bit in my tongue or my throat to take it out, and was so sore this morning till now, but it's okay a little bit, but they say it will last 24 hours, so we'll see what happens, but like I said, I want to thank you for all the good prayers, and I made it through, I made it home, you know, not, no pain, no nothing, just a sore throat with the tube in my mouth, um, <clears throat> Everything went smoothly. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, you know, take the patch out, you know. And they told me, no, I watched a little bit. I had to wear my black glasses, though, to watch SmackDown and switch it back and forth with the power game tonight, which we lost 5 nothing. Yeah, your Braves won again, Chad, 6-1. <laughs> and, um, you know, but like I said, uh, you know, I had to wear the black glasses, you know, and eat a little bit of something. I was so hungry that, you know, I needed to eat. But I drank a hot espresso this morning when I came home, and it did a little bit better, but it was still, like, hard to swallow because you could have feel that, you know, the, you know, the swallow, like, oh, my God, geez, it hurts, you know. But, um... Out or not, everything is okay, but it's still a little bit sore, but not like this morning when I got out of the hospital. But um, you know, I just want to say thank you all, and I made it. I'm here. You know, I thought I was not going to make it through, and you know, hopefully tomorrow I'll get some good news, which I it's going to be good news because they're taking a patch out. And, you know, clean it out, the gooey stuff, you know, what it put, you know. Um, like I said, you know, other than that, you know, I wanted to thank you for all the family who prayed for me. You know, thank you, Michelle. You know, and, you know, uh, then thank you, JD. Thank you, Chad. I love that post you put on. I didn't know it was that for me, Chad, until I emailed you or the Facebook messenger you. Is that, is that was it for me? Is that, yeah, you're my man. And uh, I thank you for that. But I didn't tag anybody else. I just read it, and I texted you, like I said, is that, was that for me or somebody else? And you said that was for me. And, you know, it tear my heart a little bit because, you know, I felt special because what I'm going through. And the guy, the nurse guy who's working with this girl, this lady who did the surgery, said, what's on your hand? I was like, that's my disease. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. There was no psoriasis, like a dry skin. You know, when you get a dry skin, you peel and shake, keep on peeling. 
or you get sunburned, like it's a dry skin. Like, it is a dry skin, but it was no psoriasis. It was my disease that I was, when I was a little kid. And mark me wrong, mark me right, I hate to say the C word, because the C word is the worst killer in America, besides the eyes. The eyes is number two, then the cancer, number three. Number one killer is stress. That's how it causes all the kinds of diseases, a heart attack, the lung cancer, uh, liver, whatever. It will cause your brain to go crazy. You get stressed out. That's the number one killer. But the second killer is your vision. And that's what I had, a bad disease that if I didn't do this surgery, like I text JD that one night when we were, we're talking <laughs> before JTS came on, uh, my left eye went black. And that's when I text JD that, oh, shit, yeah, I was afraid that I was not going to get the surgery because if it would have popped, you know, my, if you look at the ice cream cone in the bottom, the shape of the cone, that's where my eyeball is. It goes to the side, and a lot of people say, oh, you got lazy eye. No. But my condition was not lazy eye. My condition is keratonous disease. That's what I have since I was a little kid. And you can get the clear vision. It can affect your skin, which it did on my right hand. On my left, and the dry skin, both of my feet and my ankles, that's it. The rest, nothing. Like my left, uh, upper leg, chest, you know, butt, whatever. You know, um, my disease caused the skin to like it. And I didn't know that until the lady told me. When my first when I went to first to Allegheny General and I was eight years old, nobody told me that it could affect my skin. No one. I was going to Allegheny General for years, decades. I'm going to say, like, right now, because I'm 36, it will be 38. No, 28 years. I'm sorry. 28 years because I'll be 37 in three weeks from this coming Thursday. Um, you know, so, um, like I said, you know, when I was a little kid, I had this keratinous disease, and it will affect the cornea, which is right, blare vision, which is another one that's right, the skin, you know, skin care, whatever, the skin, that's right. Anything else, if my eye would go keep on going on the left side and never did the surgery and it pops, I'd be automatically blind. Just like that. The sunlight will go behind my head and that's it. Goodbye. No surgery. I would have I would have been blind for the rest of my life. Put it that way. Thank God, knock on wood, it did not burst. We did the surgery right away. We had to wait a little bit because they, they, this is what they told me. 
the girls are not, the girls are done growth at age 18, which is true. Second, the guys fully not done growth at age of 25 or older. That's what happened to me. My eye didn't catch up my growth. I grew up too fast, and that's what happened. My childhood, you know, late childhood and adulthood. That's what, if you look it up, that's what I'm going to tell you. Late childhood and adulthood. Mine was a late childhood, not now. But if it would have happened before, then we would have said adulthood. But this was like 28 years ago. And they never told me that my disease would affect my skin. So on top of my wrist, like where the wrist is, area, and the top of my hand. That's it. That's where it goes. So I had to go see a dermatologist before my eye surgery. They gave me the special cream. It helped. But, you know, when I have to take a shower, I can't wear it until I take a shower and put it after. But, you know, like I said, you know, everything was good. Everything was good. Now, we'll see what happens when I go see her the second time, the week tomorrow. And I will think we might do the right one eventually. But not right now. They have to wait six months because the left one has to heal a little bit. <clears throat> so that's what it is. And thank you all for understanding what I'm going through. You know, if you want to look it up, you can go right ahead. Some people never heard of this disease. Some people did. Some people didn't because I asked a couple of other people they never heard of that disease. I think it's your eyeball. It's your cornea. You know, it's your vision. That's what it's causing. That's what it is, keratonitis. It's your vision. Okay? My cousin did a laser surgery. He never wore glasses and never wore contacts no more. That's what happened to me like 13 years ago until now, until today when I got it. And eventually... You know, I had to do it. You know, my left, my left one is going to be 14 years coming up. Yeah, 15 years. Then just did 14. It was May for my right one, 2004. So we had to wait a year. And when I did the right one, it was May 2004. My first left surgery I did, cornea transplant, was September 23rd, 2003. It's going to hit 15 years. So I had the first one done decades. They, they said, oh, this is not going to last forever because it might come back, which it did. My disease came back and affect everything. And we had to do the left one because I was not blind, blind, but nearly blind. My vision was 2,400, okay? If it were to go up another 100, that's it. I would have been blind. Luckily, it stayed at 350, 400. 20 out of 400 or 20 out of 350. If it were to go another 100 
100%, 500, I would have been wrong. That's the, that's the blindness of 500. I was very close to get permanent blind, okay? And, you know, thank God I got the surgery and worked out good. Got a little scared the other night, but it came back. Thank God it came back. Uh, my vision started coming back. It was the second time it happened to me, but now I'm okay. I'm just relaxing. Get ready for tomorrow morning to go see her, take the patch off, you know, and go on from there. Hopefully I can see my left eye, maybe perfect. You know, hopefully will. You know, I can see everybody good now. Like I said the other night, I tried to make you guys laugh. Maybe I can go to strip club and see how bigger their boobs are. You know, whatever. You know, but... Boing, 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 boing. Boing, 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 boing. yeah, you know. But uh, rather than that, I could, hopefully I can see very good. But driving, forget about it. Because it might come back again. And that's bad disease. But like I said, I hate to use the C word because it's like a C word. That disease can kill you, or I can go blind, either or. And I didn't like that. When I read it, I didn't like that at all. I was like, I'd rather be deaf than go blind. Because deaf, you don't want to hear nobody's fucking bullshit. You know, you don't want to hear nobody's bullshit here and there. And... I'd rather go deaf than go blind. If I go blind, I might as well just die. Because I don't know how these people walk with, you know, the stick. And they're freaking blind walking. They don't see where they're going. They can get hit by a car. They don't know because they they can't see. That's that's what kills me. You know, if I was like that, I might as well just die. But these people, like, they fought it. And I'm proud of it, just like Stevie Wonder. Look what he's doing. He's making songs left to right. He's, he's blind. Just like uh, Andre Bucelli. He's probably blind. He, and he's still making music at this day. He's coming to Pittsburgh December 8th. Make a concert. I was like, you got to be kidding me. How do these people do it? They're completely blind. But I give them 120% because they were in my shoes. They think, okay, I'm rather die because I can't see shit. You know, you can't see nothing. When you die, you close the eyes is closed. That's what they, that's what I feel like. You know, but give them 120%. Look at these two musicals. And, you know, Stevie Wonder was born blind. And Andrew Bocelli was born blind. Look at them two. They're making millions and millions of dollars. And they don't give a shit because they don't talk negative like I do. But when I see people blind walking with a stick going to the middle of the street, then I think in my mind, that's what I'm going to fucking do. That's why I don't get the surgery. You know what? 
screw it. I'm not going to be like that person with the stick touching the wall. I'd rather die. But another way, okay, get the surgery before I go blind, then I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's what I did twice. And the last one is the second time I'm doing it. And thank God I got doing it. I had to wait till August 11th. I couldn't be my best friend's wedding because of my vision. And I was supposed to have that done like a month before my friend got married. I was going to have a talk, being on his wedding, you know, everything, taking pictures. I told him, my friend Anthony, I was like, Ant, I can't do it. Please, don't be mad at me. He was like, fuck, no, I'm not mad at you. Your vision is more important than my leg. I bust my kneecap. You know, I couldn't dance. You know what? I danced at my friend's wedding. Okay? I bust the moves. When that, when the um, when Uptown Funk came on, oh, my God. I had, I had people... <coughs> hold on. <coughs> I had people around me clapping their hands and cheering for me with one good leg. My bad leg was... I couldn't dance. I couldn't do nothing. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I got to move. If I don't move it, I'm going to go sit. So I did, then that was it. I came home, I sit. Ever since then, my knees felt better. But it's still a little, when I walk up the hills, I, I can't go all the way like I used to. So now I go around the block, then walking down. If I walk up, then come down, that's what happened the one night. My knee buckled. I thought I broke it again, but I didn't. It was just sore. And the last the last one, I'm sorry I keep you guys, you know, me talking, but like I said, from the bottom of my heart to the heaven, I want to thank you all, seriously. And you guys are like my second family. Sometimes I talk negative. No, but Ann always keeps me motivated, keeps me, you're not doing that. You're not going, you know, you're not going to get eaten by a lion in the cave. You're not going to get eaten by a, a jaws, a shark in the ocean. You're not doing that. I was like, okay, what do I have to do? She's like, just relax, calm down. I was like, I can't sleep. She always says, think about her. All the time. I was like, I can't think about you. You're not my girlfriend or my wife. You know, I'm not going to think about you. Just like she told me, just a picture of me with you by your side and keep you company. And that's how. Like, just like my best friend just died, like my brother, okay? He always tell me, do not blow up my friend Nikki's phone. Do not blow up my, you know, my head. Beyonce well, because she's dating somebody else, but we're still friends. But soon, before he died, he used to help me. Now, he just died like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago, you know, the 6th, which today is what? The 15th? So nine days ago, he died. Okay? Age of 29. Age of 29. And... 
Now I can't talk to him because he's dead. And that hurts me because he was calling me down. Now I got him and I got JD. I got you guys. But the most I talk to is JD and him because they want to call me down all the time. And I have a hard time sleeping. I never go to bed until like 3. Fall, exact, fall asleep exactly 3 a.m. Yesterday, I went to bed and knocked out because I had to get up at 4 a.m. this morning and be at Shadyside at 5, before 5.30. And my my eye surgery was 7.30. So, you know, you figure that. You know, I came home, I slept until like 6. Two naps. You know, I did two naps. You know, from 11 to 2, then from 2 to 6 o'clock. I was dead. So I had six hours of sleep. I made up for it from last night. You know, the other night I didn't sleep. So, but like I said, I want to thank you all for uh, for being my friends. Seriously. Being like a brother and sister to me. And I appreciate that. Verily. And if you guys did this, you know, were in my position the same way, I would have did 10 times bigger than you guys did. I would have probably, you know, go to my neighborhood and say, hey, I'm raising a fund to help Michelle because he has this. Uh, I'm going to help JD. He has this. I'm going to help Chad. I want to raise some money to help them so, you know, they can get this medication. They can just, you know, get this treatment. That's what I did for my for my friend who died. The only one person that gave me a fund of ten bucks was my street my neighbor up the street. When I grew up when I was like eight years old, he gave me she gave me a ten dollars. And when I went to the funeral home on the third the Thursday and the ninth, I gave it to her mom. I was like, Here. There was an envelope. I was like, Take this. This is for you. This is from bottom of my heart. I tried to do more, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't go to anybody's house and because asked for money because that's not right. I could have got arrested or I could go to jail. And that's the truth. And I just asked one my neighbor, and that was it, and I gave it to her. See, that's what I would have did for you guys. I would have did even more. Okay? I would have go. Instead of going through from where I'm sitting at to the door, I will go sit through the door, through my shed, and down in the woods. That's how that's how good a person I am. I will go all the way. I won't go halfway. I will go all the way to make my friends be alive and be around me and talk to me. That's the most concern. And I would have do anything for you guys the same way you did for me. Yes, prayer was the best. But if you guys were in my position, I would have did 10 times, like I said. I would have go where I'm sitting at through the fucking woods. Through more part. Okay? Through more part, we'll say. All right? That's how far I would have go through. And, you know, I want to thank you all. And I'm sorry if I keep you guys up or, you know, 
keep talking, but I just want to say thank you. From the bottom of my heart to the heaven, sure. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like I said, I would have did 10 times more than you guys did. That's how I am. So I want to thank you all. Love you to the day we die. Okay? I love you. Thank you. Go ahead, Chad. You can finish the shop, buddy. Thanks. Thank you, very, thank you very much, Sir Fonzie. Uh, very keen words there, sir. Thank you very much, there, sir. On that note here, folks, we do thank you for joining us for a little extended edition, episode 546 of Revolution here tonight. Uh, I do want to thank, of course, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, uh, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, Rhonda Rush Wright, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and the Heartbreak Kid, uh, Fonzie. Um, of course, like I said, uh, uh, continue prayers, of course, for Fonzie as for the, after the procedure he had today. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, tomorrow night here, folks, be sure to join us here for WWS Outside the Ropes, 141-387-POUND, uh, wrestling debate from 8 to 9, uh, 139-925-POUND, and be back on here with Revolution tomorrow night as we will be talking about, of course, the SmackDown matches from uh, SummerSlam plus the SmackDown live show here from tonight. Also, the wrestling news and views and history and birthdays and other fun stuff will be taken care of as well. Our live video feed tomorrow night will be from WCWS Legacy. We'll be sure to join us for that. Also, outside the ropes will be from 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, be sure to ch- check us out there. Those phone calls here at 1-605-562-0444. Uh, be sure to join us for all of our shows in. So, ladies and gentlemen, for, every, for everyone here to this evening, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, saying thank you very much for listening in here tonight. And we'll talk at you tomorrow night during our Triple Threat Wednesday. Episode 546 of Revolution is a broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone, and have a safe evening. We'll talk at you here tomorrow night. Take care. Recording paused. Well, JD, uh, everything held out pretty good. As a matter of fact, uh, I do ha- I do give a little kudos to Fonzie on on his uh, on his talk there. Uh, he uh, actually we actually pushed three hours tonight. So, uh, and I'll so tell you, it was did, a good night. So we did pretty darn good. Tuesday night all around. I mean, not just Fonzie. I mean, Michelle, uh, uh, Rhonda, and Anne, Bobby. I mean, it was a good night indeed. Yeah. All right, bud. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the head. Is a little rest. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the head for tomorrow night. Too. Yeah. Anything, anything pops up, just uh, buzz me on Facebook, and uh, we'll use it from there. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'll get you here tomorrow, bud. You have a good night. All right, bud. Good evening. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.